Hello, uh, friends. <laughs> hi, everyone. <laughs> I want to say hi to everyone in chat. This is the R&R show, uh, the pre-show. Uh, as you can see down below, we're going to be talking about the top 10 couples games, but let me... Uh, change that real quick uh because you're watching the pre-show friends uh this is um a wonderful episode we got a very special guest uh first i want to um introduce my co-hosts ray and chris hi ray and chris long time no see hi ruel happy Ooh. valentine's day happy valentine's day everyone everyone <laughs> yes everyone oh my goodness wow Valentine's day to everyone <laughs> And why don't we say happy Valentine's Day to our very special guest, Raina from Pandasaurus. Hi, Raina. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me. This is absolutely one of my most favorite holidays, so I'm so happy to be here. And uh, friends in chat, let us know. Again, we are recording this live, obviously, and um, we would appreciate your help. Uh, Audio and video checks, if everything, hopefully everything looks okay. Um, I mean, I'm surrounded by three very good-looking people, so I look better because of them. But let me know how y'all, how we sound, because I know I have a big mouth sometimes. (laughs) I can, I, you know, let let us know how the volume is going, folks. Like, I can hear everyone, but hopefully everyone can, uh, okay, Chris and Ruel seem quiet in John Trips. Oh, that's just because I wasn't saying anything, John. That's probably why. (laughs) <laughs> well, while Ruel is fiddling with the audio, because apparently Raina and I sound fine. Uh, mm-hmm. Raina, you said this is one of your favorite holidays. Do you have like a Valentine's Day tradition or like a favorite? What what makes Valentine's Day your favorite holiday? I have just always been such a big romantic. So just anything yeah. having to do with love, whether it's romantic, platonic, I'm, I absolutely love um, and as for any traditions, Phil and I, who is my new husband, we just got married this December. Hey, congratulations. Um, Let's throw some love in chat. Didn't she also, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't he propose like with the space base or like with a board game? Or am I making that up? Okay. Yeah. I love this so story. So Oh, yeah, if, so may I just cute. tell the story real quick? Oh, absolutely. Tell Please you. Yeah. do. Yeah, That's really why long. I brought it up. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, so Phil was the one who actually introduced me to modern board gaming. He had been hobby gaming for long before he met me, and the first thing that we played together was Space Space. So when he wanted to propose, he basically made um, his own little Space Space card that said, um, you know, if you activate this card, then ask Raina Medina to marry you. And if she says yes, then you both win. I'm going to cry right now. And <laughs> it's it's great because um, we did content creation before. We still do. So we were filming and it wasn't super obvious that it was going to happen. I mean, I had a feeling because you, you, you talk about these things, you know. Um, For sure. But it wasn't just like, let's just film a video. It was not out of the ordinary. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. So cute! Oh my goodness, That's I I I love when board games get like folded into to special moments like that. We got um a request to make a special blank slate like pregnancy announcement uh, earlier this year, and it was just oh, it just makes me so happy. So, nice. oh, this hobby is so special and so important to people that it's it's so it's such an honor as a publisher when like a couple or a family chooses to announce like such a big moment with like your game. It's so cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, but I, I never I, even thought of that from the publisher side of things. I just thought I just thought about the the romance itself. I mean, but, it's yeah, yeah, yeah no, absolutely. no, but 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 from but like being being able to go the extra mile as a publisher, that's also like re- really special of, of creating like special cards or or people printing them out themselves or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's it's super cool because John D. Claire, who is a designer of Space Base, he's actually local to us. He's only about an hour north oh, of us. Cool. So oh, cool. Um, Phil got his input via email, but we met him in person. But anyway, he got his input 
on like what sort of card would make the most sense mechanically, which is such a that's nerdy a, thing to say. That's nice. adorable. Oh my God. That's everything. Oh, I love that. That's that's awesome. I saw on Facebook, I've seen a couple of these posts just in terms of like making making specific cards. I think I saw some for Everdell and then I saw some for, for Wingspan and, and the couple, yes. they proposed to each other in the same up. game of Wingspan with Shut a up. special card. Oh. It was like, they both made a card. Well, I think I think one person proposed, and then the other person was like, "Wait, just a second. And Wait, then like ran and got their card. Like it wasn't, oh it wasn't my the same God. day. It wasn't the same day, but like amazing. Well, then they had the two cards side by side, and they were both like the lovebirds, or or one was lovebirds, and one was like birds of paradise or something. That's where they're together. And and one was like, ask this person, will they spend the rest of your life if you do? Like you both win. And then and then I was I. I, I of course was like, yeah, but mechanically, which one's better? <laughs> which who's who's the richer? <laughs> who's settling cool. here? <laughs> God, that makes my heart so happy. Uh, um, but real quick before I forget, I totally derailed that conversation, Randy. You're going to talk about a tradition that you and Phil have. I got distracted mm, by your proposal okay. story. Distracted by love. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we always do dinner in a movie because we actually Cute. met at a movie theater working part time. So we love stuff like that. The more I learn about this relationship, the cuter it is. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Can we all be a part of it? I think that's what's happening right now. I am a diehard monogamous, but if I ever decide to try polygamy, I'll let you know. It'll be this panel? This will be this panel. Hell yeah. The R&R show? One stands for romance and the other stands for relationships. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> oh, Rain, I guess I should have warned you. This is what you're in store for for the next two yeah, hours. Yeah, now that we've My made apologies. you thoroughly uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thanks to everyone for uh, joining us today. Again, a shout out to all our BGG friends who are joining us from the BGG page. Thank you for joining Yo. us as well. Come on over to the Twitch channel. You can... Um, Hang out uh, with us here, and I can put comments uh, like this on screen if you're in Twitch. Griff Dog said, this is a great romance story. Talking about uh, Phil and Reyna. I gotta say, too, uh, Reyna posted some photos uh, um, last year of their their engagement photos. I loved those. Um, knowing that, you know, Reyna and Phil met at a, um, a movie theater. Reyna, I don't know if you want to share anything. I'm totally throwing it out there, but if you want to share stories about your engagement photos, which I loved. Yeah, so we had actually two different engagement shoots. Our first one was done by our very good friend, Tim Chuan, who I'm sure y'all know, who does um, professional photography and videography in the industry. So that very first one, we actually did it board game focused because of course, so we had two games in there that are also very like near and dear to us, which is um, Santorini and Dice Throne. Um, so we had shots of playing that. And then our second engagement shoot with our wedding photographer, um, we rented out a small movie theater and cool. um, we're able to get some shots in there. So it was like super glam, super luxe. It was just awesome. I'm obsessed with photo shoots now. I ask Phil, I'm like, can we just do one every year? Like, this is great for my <laughs> self-esteem. <laughs> Oh, I haven't seen those. That sounds so cute. Oh, my God. Well, that's a new anniversary tradition. You all pick pick your game of the year. You get the photo shoot done. Right? Wait, you're on to something. Done. And then and then and then also you can write it off. It's content because you you're go. doing it because it's the game of the year. Uh, but then you've got the glam photos. Okay. The publisher's gonna want to share it. Maybe the publisher can get involved that tax because they're season really brain. you know what you can showcase the game a little bit, but you're always there just like keep behind. 
<laughs> as soon as you said write off, I was like, that's what we're going to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. the true love right there, the tax write off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yeah. The, it's just, I, I love hearing the stories again. I, I, I love love. Uh, and so the, it's great. Thank you for sharing that, Raina. Uh, folks. I hate love, but today uh, I'm making an exception. There so, it is. Yeah. So great. <laughs> Folks, we got a great show coming up. Uh, you are watching the pre-show here. We're just hanging out, getting to know Raina better. And um, also, we're going to hang out with you all. If you have questions or comments, uh, throw them in the chat. We'll uh, answer them as they, as they go. Uh, we have Richard join us via the magic of video. And uh, we're doing something a little different today uh, because Richard is actually on a boat, literally on a boat in Mexico right now. So he wasn't able he to finish um, the portions where he talks about the games but we're gonna have him join right before we uh record the show in a pre-show bit and then he'll join us at the end and the post-show bit as well um but um you'll see that as as we go along here uh but let's uh get back to reina and talk a little bit more about um how you got into this uh whole board game industry thing reina because this is this wasn't your career path at first is that right that's correct i actually um completed a nursing program a couple years ago. So I was fully um, preparing to be a nurse right now. Um, so I started doing board game content on TikTok, like when the pandemic started, because what were we all doing? What was everyone my age doing? They were on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I just thought like, I don't really see any board game content on here. I thought it would be fun to make it. And at first it was just like me doing little like TikTok dances with like board games and stuff. Um, and then it became something bigger than I could have ever imagined. Um, and then so through my TikTok work, I started doing contract work with Pandasaurus Games. Um, I was actually managing their TikTok for a bit on the side. And then when they had lost their marketing manager at the time, they had asked me to step up and do social media management. And eventually, um, they still couldn't find someone to fill the marketing manager's shoes. So they asked me to interview for the position. And I was like, I am very, very flattered, but I am literally about to graduate from this really expensive, really hard nursing program. So I, I'm not sure right now. And then I talked to Phil about it, um, had a conversation because we were like, this is going to be really, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity, honestly. I don't have a marketing degree. I don't have, you know, like, like experience on paper, really. Yeah. Um, and so we were able to make it work. And I accepted the full-time job for Pandasaurus the same month that I graduated from my program. Mm. And it's going to be crazy. two years this July. Wow. Well, congratulations. That's wow. amazing. I Thank you. Oh, that That's just so cool. That's, I definitely understand that. I was um, not in like, uh, you know, uh, what's the term? When you're not after undergraduate, like a graduate school, duh. I wasn't in like graduate school or anything like that, but I was an undergraduate when I started my work in the board game industry. And there definitely was that moment of like, do I finish this or do I take this opportunity? That's something that I can, I can definitely relate to. And it's, it's, I feel like nobody has a normal path into this space and into this industry. It, It very much is just about when you have that moment, taking it and running with it, but it's super scary, especially after you've invested all this time and money into something like a nursing degree, which is incredibly impressive. Um, yeah, I just have a lot of respect for you making that decision um, and kind of right. following your heart, I guess, and doing something creative and yeah, just being in the space after, you know, working so hard for another degree. I, I can definitely relate to that. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. I think it's, I've seen a lot, like a big movement, I guess, of 
board game um, companies sort of hiring content creators or media mm-hmm. folks um, to be full-time. And I think, because I get questions all the time about like, how can I do this full-time? And it's all about building relationships because through building that relationship with Pandasaurus, they were able to see you know, all of my soft skills and how they could be translated into hard skills. And like, that's what it's all about, honestly. Totally, totally. Mm-hmm. As, I agree. You know, I think we've talked about this before, Raina, before, um, you know, we talk about uh, similar subjects, but as a <laughs> fellow Filipino American, uh, we deal with our parents and uh, like a lot of us do, right? Uh, but going from, what they would typically think is a solid profession of nursing into the board game industry. I'm sure you are met with, I don't know if it's resistance is the right word, but maybe questioning uh, your decision. Uh, Like, you know, do you want to talk a little bit about that again? You don't have to, but um, maybe share some insight. on. Yeah. Well, honestly, I'm very lucky because my parents are, my mom had me very young. She had me at 17 and my parents are very Americanized, so they don't really fall in line with the t- like typical um, Asian parent stereotype of like, you must go into medical school and this yep. and that. So that's like the easy answer. Um, they've always been very supportive of what I do. But the funny answer, like, I don't really mean this, but like, I was like kind of a disappointment from the beginning. And what I mean by that is <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't really believe that. But um, so when I did undergrad, my initial, um, my initial major was farm side. I wanted to be a pharmacist. Really? And um, cool. after that first year, I was like, I am not doing that. So I changed majors to English literature. And then oh. I was like, okay, well, I don't want to teach. So then I went to computer science. And then I was like, oh my God, Whoa. I don't like coding. And then so then I withdrew. <laughs> and then so my parents were just like, oh, you finally figured something out. We are just so happy for you. <laughs> They're used to all the changes. Anyways, it's nothing surprising. That's yeah, awesome. it, it is weird to have to explain because, you know, my parents were my mom specifically was so excited when I did my nursing program. So she was telling all my family members. So it has been weird to explain to them at Christmases like, yeah, I'm a nurse. Um, no, I actually work for marketing for a board game company. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I can. I, I definitely, definitely can relate to that, especially if I don't know if you still have friends in like the medical profession at all, but like my partner's in medical school. So I'm constantly like around people who've taken this like very intense, very academic life choice path. And I'm just like, no, nah, man, I just talk about, I just talk about board games on the internet. Like, I don't know. <laughs> There definitely is that. And then they follow up and they're like, oh, well, like, did you go to school for marketing? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I just just ended up here. And there you it comes kind of with time, this ability to sort of own that decision of being like, because it is it is sort of weird to be like, no, I just left this and chose to just follow my passion. Um, and you can be like as comfortable and happy with that as you want. But sometimes people don't understand that decision. So, yeah, no, I can definitely, definitely understand that. Yeah. Yeah, it's been so awesome. We were talking about it a, a little bit before we went live, but I've met so many amazing people through this industry, whether it's on totally. the media side or the publishing side. Um, this weekend, I'm friends with Shu and Christina from the Going Analog podcast, and they had this whole, we called it SnowCon. So we rented a cabin in Big Cute. Bear and just hold nice. up there for like four days. And it was just, it was awesome. And just to be able to experience things like that with people who also play, you know, hobby board games, I it wouldn't trade it for the world. Yeah. What was uh, your favorite game that you played at SnowCon? Ooh. Um, you know what? I have to say, that this is an expansion, but I played Ark Nova with the Marine Worlds expansion. Mm. Oh, oh nice. nice. 
Yeah, that was awesome because they add. Have you guys played it before? No, uh, I know the expansion now. I know the flow. Okay. Yeah. Um, they basically added like some cool asymmetry in there, and um, it was also great because we had played it with people who already knew how to play the base game, and so it, it hits different when you start playing a heavy game with people who already know how to play it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it helps. get into it real quick. Oh yeah, um, I love the I love the name SnowCon. I've always wanted to do one of those like, ret- like those board game retreats. I hear people doing them all the time. It's just a matter of what's stopping actually, you, Ray. I don't know. I have to organize stuff. I'm like the least organized person here's, in the world. Here's and... All you do you you <laughs> you Google. You go to Airbnb. Mm-hmm. You right, look within an hour right radius. Now. <laughs> yeah, do, you can do it right now. We'll do a live. We'll do a live. <laughs> you look within an hour radius of your of your place. You see what's cheap. If you say, wow, that's expensive, even after you divide it by a number of people, you look at the two-hour radius. Uh, Thank you for and, the, the play-by-play, Chris. Right? <laughs> and, then, and then you book it, you invite your friends. No, you invite your friends first, and then you book it. I was going to say, uh, what, if the, what if the scheduling doesn't work see? out? And well, that's no one why we got to go play-by-play. That's why we got to uh, go play-by-play, Ray. You, you, <laughs> on my flow, I got, I got all screwed up. I got turned around. Um, no, it's it's awesome. Like any of these sort of game playing conventions, though, like they're my favorite. They're my favorite style of convention, right? Like I've I've mm-hmm. done I've done the get-togethers like that. My, our friend Kadri did all the did all the legwork and booked it, so it was KadriCon, you know. And now it's officially <laughs> KadriCon. Her her namesake yeah. is is spread across the land, or at least to our immediate sort of neighborly friend group. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they're 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 the they're the best. They're the best cons, like taking something like like a CadreCon that you just bring your own games, you just devote your time to that weekend. I just did I just did level up the last weekend as well. Nice. That was a friggin' blast. Um, I re- I mean I ran a, a World Series of board gaming event there while I was there. Uh, but even even World Series of board gaming, like anything that's like focused on just playing the games that have that yeah. like open gaming area, whether you bring it yourself. I did a, did one outside niagara if anybody's in the niagara falls region there's a great one called niagara board gaming weekend it's in grimsby ontario because we just rented a hotel room everybody brings a big sack of games i brought stuff that i thought might be hot that people might want to play and i just left it on the side and i was like go at it people would raise the be like hey who's this i'd be like go play enjoy and they're like oh thanks like it's a whole it's a huge just community because i think like as board gamers like as much as we love purchasing and running around and talking about the next purchases and whatever what what gets to the heart of it is playing the games and actually just like sitting down and getting to enjoy and creating community and like literally every person who i played with at level up was awesome i got to meet like a bunch of people who uh know me from room and board youtube and all that sort of stuff but like every single person there top-notch people chef kiss people like <laughs> but it, it's true and i've i've only found that with with these sorts of like specifically game playing conventions because you just you people are there because they they've taken that time and they want to enjoy the mm, hobby yeah. and and being God. able to just enjoy it and be in a room with people is great and so like doing it on whatever scale whatever like sort of tier of scale right you have the snow cons and cadre cons you have the <laughs> niagara board gaming is a little bit n- next step because it's still there's no library it's everybody still brings their stuff but at least you rented a hotel and there's like 300 people and then level up was kind of like next step to that because they had a library and they had a bunch of different events right and then something like like world series has an open gaming ticket or like tournament play but that's all the same thing yeah. in terms of yeah. like these these tiers of of size but it still all feels the same which i think is really really cool and always 
really special to do. So, Ray, Hell yeah. w- when I ask you again, when are you planning <laughs> Raycon 2024? It's 2024. It's not 2025. It is 2024. It's, it's all right. All right. <laughs> When's no, it happening, I really want Ray? to, especially like, and I don't know if Raina, you can speak to this at all, like, once you enter the industry and like you work full time in the space, like your Gen Cons, your Paxes, they all become really work focused and you mm-hmm. lose that. You're here to just play games and hang out. And it's a really hard adjustment to make. And so I feel like now that I'm like settled in at the op, right? And everything, I want to try to really set aside that time for smaller game playing cons because I, I need it. I don't get that at Gen Con anymore or at any of the other major shows and I I do miss that I do kind of get weirdly jealous of people when they come out of Gen Con and they talk about all the games they played I'm like I demoed the same game 50 times (laughs) (laughs) and it's I'm very grateful obviously to have work at conventions and stuff but it is a very different experience and there's a little bit of a little bit of a hole in my heart left um when that experience gets taken away from you yeah I completely agree so part of my job is events planning as well so no one could have prepared me for honestly <laughs> like the, the 12 to 16 hour workdays at conventions because you know and I, I really I love my demo staff so much so I'm always making sure that they're okay before I'm okay um, but even after you know the the hall hours the opening and closing you, you have to go out and network after and socialize honestly yeah. it's important for you to meet with yeah. your foreign partners that you never really get to see and maintain those relationships and it's it's crazy thankfully Phil comes with me to a lot of these so he always makes sure that I'm eating and I'm drinking water so Thank goodness for that, man. Someone should marry him. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Phil. (laughs) Thank you, Phil. Uh, Max, I got a great uh, um, comment here. I often wonder how actual game playing goes for content creators. How do you work in personal gameplay that isn't prepped for a con video or other content creation? How do you find the time? I think that's the you key don't. word right there, time. Uh, Max, <laughs> thank you for the great comment. Um, I'll let uh, my fellow hosts here uh, answer that first. because I, I, I have thoughts on this as well. Um, yeah, I, I can jump in. I can say, I can say, well, for me, like just going to level up, level up was, was a really wonderful event because I, I ran an event. So I was working sort of part of the time, but I also like got to play games during running that event. Cause it was just, you know, it was a tournament. It was a mini tournament. People were playing games. Uh, and so I, it, I was very fortunate to have people who knew me from YouTube be like, Hey, do you want to play a game? I'm like, yes, I do. I have, I am doing this right now. Are you okay if I have to get up and like take a five minute break or 10 minute break to like do my actual job? And they're like, yeah, that's completely fine. I was like, fantastic. So having great people like that is key. Um, The key is also going to these game playing focus conventions because I went to PAX uh, and and I spent most of the time in in the vendor hall because I was like, okay, I'm there. I'm doing this. I have to like, get the benefit of work, et cetera. But going to something like Level Up, after my event was done, my event's done. There's no vendor hall. Uh, people were coming up and said, do you want to play a game? And I was like overjoyed that I could just <laughs> play and say yes. And and th- that's the, the re- that's really the key. Like I know, that, so it, it really is like going back to being in the chat has already decided on your time for Raycon 2024, right? <laughs> that. Uh, February 30th, that's coming 30th. up. That's, we got to chop up. up. <laughs> we'll call it March 1st. So there aren't okay. any loopholes here. Sure. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, you, you really got to plan it. I would have given you more leeway, but you that's why you should have said you should have said a time. But but really, like these these intimate playing conventions are the thing which gives that feeling because there there aren't those sort of like 
what work opportunities to, to, to even mm-hmm. consider. And so you have scheduled, it's all about scheduling out the time, right? It's like, it's like any job. You have to schedule out that time to play. If you go to a convention and you also have to work for the day, you're not going to feel it as much. You're going to go down in the evenings and play, but then you're going to be in your hotel room taking meetings or doing whatever work or et cetera. Like I know people who've done that as well, but it, it's really just about setting aside that time and, and, and being like, no, this is, this is the time I'm going to take this as my time and, and choose to do it with my time, which I think a lot of people do. And I think that's why you find, um, partly find such friendly faces at conventions as well. Cause everybody's just so excited to be able to like revel in this thing yeah. that they don't often get the time to do. That's right. Uh, I don't know if that, that, that rings true for everybody else here, but like, that's just my, yeah. my if feeling I may coming jump out of in, it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah go ahead, I may jump in real quick. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, I completely agree. It's all about scheduling. Um, cause I schedule everything in my life, but I, it's about reaching out to people because I, I love playing board games with other creators here. There's a lot of us in Southern California and just taking the time to be like, hey, you know, would you be available to play board games at any time in the next couple of weeks? And as long as we get that in that calendar and that's time devoted to playing games and turning off work mode, um, mm-hmm. that's what I find works best for me. Even with just Phil, Phil and myself, um, we have to schedule time for us to just to play games because otherwise we're going to be doing something else. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I I definitely relate to that, Raina. Like the the schedule portion of it, and um, like Chris said, it's just there. There is that joy of connecting with folks at conventions because we're all we're all game nerds, folks, and we're all there for the love of uh, gaming. And spoiler alert! Surprise! Spoiler alert! Yeah. (laughs) So to you know connect with other folks, whether they're content creators or uh, just uh, folks at the convention, it's always a blast. It's always fun. But uh, going along Raina's points, I do. The same thing is like I make sure I schedule time to you know play games, whether it's a convention or even uh, at home here. Like I'll like yesterday we had the Super Bowl, right? Everyone's watching the Super Bowl. I made a point. My uh, stepdaughter and her boyfriend came over. Michelle and I we watched the Super Bowl together, but we also played games the entire time. So it was great. It was you know totally off work awesome. mode. It's like you know. Um, here's a spoiler alert uh in real life when i play games i may have more of a potty mouth than you're used to uh which if you've ever played games with richard uh yeah spoiler alert uh, he's yeah uh anyways uh but it's always uh and, and you know good nature time good good clean fun and i love love being able to do what I love uh, for work. So it never really feels like, yeah, it can feel like work when you're, you know, scheduling stuff and just doing all the behind the scenes stuff. But when you're actually playing games, whether it's a stream video or whatever, I love it. I, it's, it's amazing. And uh, I'm so great. I was just, uh, to do it i was just laughing at the chat where uh bodie belly says ruel more like rude l <laughs> got him definitely it. Yeah. got him got yeah. him when i win a game at home i may have taken a victory lap or two in the past so uh, oh, oh dang yeah. just arms raised really <laughs> running running around in circles that's right <laughs> uh what about you ray uh as far as like you know keeping that balance between work and play Yeah, I mean, I really don't, you guys all put it really well. I don't want to belabor the point. Honestly, it's the same thing for us. It's scheduling. And I like to surround myself with, again, I'm, I'm in the middle of rural Pennsylvania, so I don't have any industry folks around me. And that has really 
helped me. I have a lot of people who are new to board gaming in like my area. So that joy of teaching someone in a new game, that is really what kind of pushes me through sometimes that fatigue that you can sometimes get. And yeah, just scheduling. My partner and I, we try once a week to schedule like a couple hours where we sit down and we just play a game just strictly for ourselves. And that that really is, that's the key. And, and conventions are the two, the two big tips I have for that. Just as a couple? <laughs> oh, is that a segue? Oh my goodness! Well, I mean, it's probably too early to start to start it now, but you know, that's our that's our topic of the week. So I got I'm to, so I excited. To. I love working with professionals. This is the best, folks. <laughs> well, we'll we'll start that part of the show. In like, let's say about ten more minutes. We'll go about ten yeah. more minutes or so. Oh, that's a perfect segue. I see. I see in chat too. Bodie Belly shouting up BGG Con uh, as a, as a good, great game playing convention. Um, uh, Griff Dog says Dice Tower West is just in a few weeks. He's yes. here at the Rio in Vegas. I'm bummed. I would have been able to go to Dice Tower West uh, wow. for to run another World Series of Board Gaming event. That's my key to getting to all these conventions. Mm, like, I see. Contacting them desperately and saying, please run a little regional mini qualifier event so that I can go run it and then have fun afterwards when I'm not when I'm not running it. Wait, um, so, you're so tell BGG Con. You're- Everyone who's there, please tell them you need Chris there. Yes, you need Chris there because I want to go. <laughs> so, so you're Chris not going to be, be there to run a World this Series. Year, thing. No Dice Tower West for you this year, uh, Chris. No, uh, well, because I'm doing a show. I'm doing a. Uh, I've got a theater oh, show in Nova right. Scotia, but there will be there will be a, a WSBG event there. You can win your full oh. like stay and play, but it's going to be run by uh, one of our our double ring winners. So he okay. he, he knows the games. He what? knows the nice. stuff. Dare I ask what a double ring winner is? Chris. Well, well, dare right. I ask? It's someone who's won two rings because you, win, a like a, you win like oh. a Super Bowl style ring, like if gotcha. you win one of the tournaments in, in World Series. Gotcha. And so, uh, Nick Henning, who he's he's one of our uh, now, dang. now there are four double ring winners, only two happened in two happened in 2022. They won two events in 2022, and then in uh, between 2022 and 2023, there are two people who won one in 2022. And won one in twenty twenty three as well. Nice. Yeah, Levi uh, Levi Moreno won uh, Terraforming Mars back to back. Oh like yeah, two Whoa. Terraforming Mars tournaments back to back, and then uh, David Jeez. Meredith won Ticket to Ride the first year, and then Raw the second year, which nice might have just dropped on Dice Tower because I've been putting the commentary up there. That was a wild, wild Raw game yeah. to, to watch. I was I asking have played about... over. Sorry, just real quick. I played over yeah. fifteen games of Terraforming Mars. I have really truly never ever won once but no. i love it so much i keep coming back to it i so thought what this is was your... gonna go the other way yeah yeah me too. secret <laughs> levi oh my goodness i thought you were gonna be like uh, listen i'm i'm undefeated i'm the undefeated That's what I and i was this like is... yes Let's get a this, let's. I'll get Levi on on one minute board game. It might it might last longer than a minute your game, but I can hook the two of you up to play a cage match battle. Awesome. Could, <laughs> I'll make that happen. <laughs> I was just going to say I'm bummed about Dice Hard West because everyone. I will not see you there. I was hoping to get Tacos El Gordo with you, my friend. But oh yeah, we'll have oh to yeah. Do it next if time. you're at Doug, yeah, literally anyone who's going to Dice Hard West, go get Tacos El Gordo. Hundred percent. So good. So good. <laughs> um. What was I going to say? So, do, 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 do. Um, John says holding a handful of terraforming bars yeah. while wearing two championship rings <laughs> is a massive flex, right? Oh, should I draft? Should I draft this one, or should I? Should I maybe draft this one? I'm not sure. They both seem equally good. Yeah, I would totally refer myself to as you know, as the two-time defending terraforming Mars champion. This is my double play. ring winner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> but my my question with that, which is one of my favorite questions to like ask board gamers, is what is like right now? Someone has thrown down the gauntlet. What is the one game that you think, without a shred of doubt, you can win? Like, what's the game you pick? Million dollars on the line, you can pick any game in your collection. Good question. What are you picking that you think you can beat anyone at? And that's a question for everyone on stream and also for chat. What's yeah, your million chat. dollar Let's right now? It. We're throwing down. Wow. What can wow. you beat me at or anyone at? Wow. For me, say, I think. Yeah, go right, go right on. Go right on. Go right on. I don't know. I, I was, was just trying to say, fill time. I was trying to give everybody time to answer. But you <laughs> that's a big question, I know. Yeah. It is, but I was prepared for an answer, and that is Azul. I really? love Azul, and I nice. am undefeated at that game. So Nice. I got, Run it, I got a question for you, Raina, for Azul. Do you, I mean, I guess it, it's very tactical, so I guess it depends on what tiles are out there. But do you try to get those columns for the seven-point bonus, or do you get go for, like, the set of all the colors for a 10 point bonus or is there it just doesn't matter i go for the columns because getting like the color bonus can be really difficult that's that's what i thought in my opinion you kind of pigeonhole yourself yeah Mm. i try to do that too um my game of choice i feel like i i can say i want anyone to challenge me this game i'm i feel like i'm really good at patchwork um for whatever reason okay my brain works in a certain way and uh, on y'all play on BGA Board Game Arena, like it's mm-hmm. my highest ELO ranking or whatever. Uh, on BGA, it's like <laughs> 360 or something like that, which Dang. I, I don't do on any game. It's just for whatever reason, patchwork. <laughs> and yeah, I owe it all to Michelle because Michelle kicked my butt for like the first couple of months. And I just started seeing what she was doing. Like, oh, it's all about getting that income, blah, 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 that seven by seven, all this stuff. Having said that, I would never play the World Series of Board Gaming because I saw the final for that. But they were like next level. I'm like, oh my gosh, they pretty much know the entire how the game's <laughs> gonna go before it even starts. Like, they're looking like That's 10 crazy. moves ahead. I'm like, this is insane. But, anyways, that was a while. Yeah, that was a while. Ruel and I did the commentary on that one. Yeah. It was, it was that a freaking wild away, one Chris. to watch. It was amazing. For me, you, well, think talking about like highest ELO on BGA, my highest ELO would probably be on seasons. Um, I have played many games of seasons and if you're thinking of a number, it's higher than that. Uh, (laughs) I've been playing it on VGA for a long time. Um, and so like I, I could play a game in my sleep basically. Like when I see the first hand of cards, I'm like, okay, this is the, this is the way to go. Um, although the last two games of seasons I played, I just played it quickly recently on BGA. I lost both times. So, you know, well, I don't know. I can't pick seasons. Uh, I, I would probably pick Dutch Blitz. Oh, I oh wow. Okay. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would probably That's a play very Dutch chaotic Blitz. choice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would be anyone who wants to challenge me to Dutch Blitz anytime. I'm in. Uh, I I, I'm just, I'm twitching thinking about it. <laughs> I'm just I'm ready to go. I'm ready to move those guys. That's cards. awesome. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, Tyler's dad says not Rising Sun. Rising Sun's close. I'm pretty good at Rising Sun as well. It's my it's my like that's my favorite game ever. Of which and I played it with Tyler's dad recently at the Niagara Board Gaming Weekend. <laughs> oh um, nice. Hey. B. Yeah, Travis says a, we, uh, their wife may take Chris at Dutch Flip, so they're they're maybe a challenger let's to the go. Club, man. All right. Yeah, let's go. I I've um yeah, Dutch Dutch Blitz is is a favorite of mine for sure. I've played I've played it a lot. I've also played it, you know, significantly against my parents, and that's not like a that's 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 an easier one to win. So I play two decks, and I play with my left hand, 
Uh, and and <laughs> what, I also what? play really? um, closing my eyes for five seconds and then mm-hmm. opening them for five seconds so that there's that like that time gap. And then I listen for the card pile. So if I know there's a card pile that's out there, that 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 I have the card there so that I can potentially make moves while my eyes are closed. And I'll be like, okay, and then I'll play it. I'll like, okay, I did get it. And then I can keep going folks. for the so that Next sort of level. Thing. <laughs> What about you, Ray? What oh. what game would you say you will take on all covers and you'll you'll win? I pretty confident confidently can say I think I can beat anyone in Wingspan. I am very good. Ooh. I'm very good at Wingspan. I have played in a couple of like unofficial Twitch tournaments for Wingspan. I love Wingspan. Um base like vanilla wingspan with the expansions i it gets a little dicey. I love the expansions, but like I have the most hours in base wingspan, and I think I can beat. Wow. Most people at that. That would be my pick. Uh, but yeah, I just love asking board gamers that question because everyone, it takes them a second mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, this is my one. This, this is the is one it. I go this with. Nice. I just, I, and you also learn a lot about people as board gamers. It's not necessarily their favorite game, but it's like the game they've played the most or like the mm-hmm. game that they really feel like they've worked out. Mm-hmm. Love that. So thank you guys for for indulging me in that. Nice. Um, Reina and Ray, Wingspan and Azul are both uh, in the World Series of Board Gaming. You should come and win a ring. How yeah. do I... I, I <laughs> I hate to ask this question because it's going to be a can of worms. How do you like if someone's looking to start in the World Series of Board Gaming? Do you just like go to a con that happens to have a qualifier? Is that no, the, like you can first just step? come to the World Series of Board Game? We just buy a ticket. You just buy a but ticket. Then, to, you you just come and you come compete. Then what's the point of the qualifiers? You just go. Well, to the if World you Series get to come then. for free, yeah, qualifiers ah, get for free. I see. You I get see. your ticket paid for, so you can win your ticket, or you can just you know pay for your or ticket. Or just show up come. in Vegas, ready yeah. to just crush yeah. people. Yeah. Got you, got you. It, like <laughs> I want, I I want to see both of you walking away with two beautiful rings. That's that's what I. That's what I, it would bring me no greater joy. I would I would be thrilled if that was. I'm too sensitive nowadays. I grew up my entire life playing competitive sports and doing competitive dance, mm. and oh. it, it puts you in like a certain mindset. Like I talked about this on, the, on TikTok that I made, where like I really made myself like um, achievement oriented, which kind of messed with my, you know, my psyche and stuff. And so I do not want to play a board game like competitively like that. Yeah, <laughs> totally fair. Totally. totally fair. That's actually something I, I kind of wanted to bring up. I saw that TikTok earlier, uh, the one where you're talking about like your competitiveness and how it like affected your relationship. And I didn't, I don't even have a question necessarily. I just kind of want to say thank you for sharing that. If you are in chat and you haven't seen it, it's a really interesting like insight into sometimes how that competitive nature can affect relationships. And I feel like a lot of times we just talk about how much fun board games are. And sometimes yeah. I, I just really respect like your introspection and you sharing that. I thought that was just really, just really interesting and, and a really powerful thing to talk about. I feel like so much can be painted over with positivity of right. Like this is such a fun hobby and it's awesome, but we all do have those moments where like a lose really, a loss really stings or, you know, the, yeah, I just I thought that was really great that you shared Thank that. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm happy that I, I'm happy and surprised that I resonated with a lot of people and just the yeah. TLDR for people in chat who haven't seen it. Um, I used to be super, super like a big sore loser and it was messing up like my relationship because Phil never wanted to play games with me. And so I went to therapy, did the work and was able to completely reframe the way that I play games now. So it's oh, wow. great. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's really it was really cool to, to that hear that. That's awesome. Yeah, thanks for sharing that, Reina. Um, one thing I do want to say about the World Series of Board Game, which I thought was really neat. So I went to my first one this uh, just this past uh, year in September, and I had gone to like tournaments like po- I used to play poker. So I've been to the World Series of Poker and also different poker mm. tournaments in California. 
that's a different world, folks. That is, uh, let's just straight up be honest. There's like a, <laughs> excuse me, a lot of like degenerate gamblers. So it's a like, very different scene. Whereas <laughs> board gaming, <laughs> excuse me, it was really cool. People were like nice, you know, which is great to see. So. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm gonna get coughed up. I'll, 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 I'll talk. I'll take that. Up, I'll take that up, Ruel, while you cough, um, because I think this is where you're saying. Too. I I try not to say it because, like, I also do. Like, I work for them, right? Like, that's that's a disclaimer. It's I, I do some work for them, but like, it's great. It's always great hearing that people feel that that sense of camaraderie and that sense of friendliness because that's something that like. I really also love to see and and was surprised again. Everybody's always surprised. And I was surprised the first year I went that like people are are so friendly and you, you people want to compete. But it's more about like seeing how well you can do, how far you can go rather mm-hmm. than like getting so invested that it does. It does hit home. Like I, I really resonate with that, too, Raina, that feeling of of like I used to I used to get I used to take everything way too seriously like way too seriously. It wasn't good for my own mental health. Like, and it's not, it, it's not fun. And then it, the more games that I've played now, the more I've realized, oh yeah, it's okay if I lose. Like not, that doesn't say something about me as a person. You know what I mean? Like uh, I can, I can lose and, and still have a good time. And, and applying it's, I've found some good friends who, who don't take games seriously at all and always go for like weird wild card strategies. I think like being around them has like been really helpful in, in terms of just being like, Oh yeah, we're here to have fun. Like I'm having a great time cause you're doing these zany strategies. But like even at, even at WSBG, what like in the semifinal game, so that there's 16 like mini tournaments, there's 16 tournaments. You win a ring, like Super Bowl ring, they're called ring events. Then you have a semifinal table where you play a random game that you didn't win. And then you go on to the final table where you win money. Like you can win twenty five thousand dollars, and at that semifinal table, where if you That's win so this stressful. game, you you go on and you guaranteed win a thousand bucks. Could be thousand, five thousand, ten thousand, twenty five. Um, there was one person who, like, it was brass that was drawn randomly, and one person really knew brass well, and the other three like, <laughs> didn't. And that's a scary thing, right? Like, especially if you're playing somebody who knows the game. And he and in the, the very beginning, as it's being set up, he's like, the very first move somebody made is like, no, no, no. You want to do it the other way because it's more efficient this way. Wow. And he's like, take your turn back, like do it this way because like you should, this is the way you should do it. Like that you save like $3 doing it that way. And like, this is a more efficient route. Like be careful of this. And he's like, and everybody also should be careful. Like there's only one of these cards in the game and like outlined all the things that people needed to like really be aware of. And I was like, that's when I knew that I'm like, you know what? Board gaming is special in terms of like, even at that sort of, competitive level right that like people are still treating it as this as this community hobby as this as this thing that we can all come together and enjoy and it doesn't matter that like literally you win money (laughs) you win money (laughs) by winning this game and you don't have to say anything as that person just be like yep i'll just keep it doesn't matter he's like no 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 do it this way do it this way like and the game ended up being really close. The guy who knew brass ended up winning, but he only won by like five points. Okay, that's beautiful. Like and that's yeah. that's like it was it was it was like he won by five points, and then third place was like seven points behind, and then fourth place was like 
a bit further back. Yeah. But but the fact that like it became so close for sure was part because he was like for the first half of the game. And then like once the game got 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 going, he's not gonna say, Okay, please yeah. stop. Yeah, yeah. Like beat me here and the very last moves of the game <laughs> if somebody's inefficient, like which you wouldn't I would do in if I'm playing a game. But it, like right. because like as you get into it, I, I just thought like that to me, I'm like it it is emblematic of of our community i feel which is which is and also why game playing conventions are the best because you get to hang out with all these people you may not have gotten to interact with before too so i just think i that like that sits with me and that's like resonates with me in terms of in terms of like the way the way i wish all competitions were the way i was uh, the way the way i wish i i want to move forward in the world too right like just interacting with that same like generosity I love sort that, of Chris. Yeah, I, I think what you yeah. said captures the essence of what um, that you know that the, of how competition should be. Uh, it's competition, but it's friendly and it's you know enough to where no one feels uncomfortable. Like they're comfortable uh, playing um, for you know these uh, higher stakes, of course. But I love that story that this person who actually knew the game would take a step back and say, "Hey, here's some friendly hints at first, just to get you going." Because yeah. they didn't have to do that. They could have just plowed right through it and just crushed everyone. Yeah. But again, in the spirit of board gaming, we all want to just enjoy each other and have a good game, right? I just realized that was the 2022 Azul champion. I, oh, was, I was it? Was like, cool. <laughs> oh, it was it Scott? Was his name Scott? I forget his name. Uh, that was 2023. Yeah, Luca okay. won in 2022. Okay. Because I played with yeah. the the champ, the eventual champion, Azul champion, was at my table. I played in a ring. Yeah, game. Scott Leader. Yeah, he was so nice. Absolutely crushed yeah. us, but oh. he was super nice. Yeah. <laughs> Scott, Scott, the whole Killing time. Killing you also, kindness. Azul, Azul people, they're bred from they're bred from a different clock. Scott, the whole time was like, hey, like I was running around, and and he he's he like, hey, like so so great, like if you need any help. I can, I can, like, I've got some tech background. Like, wow. I can come help oh. you with this. With this, I was like, Scott, you enjoy. You go. Don't, <laughs> don't offer to do free work for me. Go enjoy the. That's go and open gaming. Have fun. Like, play whatever. I'm like, so, but like, it was a genuine offer too. Yeah. He was just like, he's the freaking best. Yeah, gotta love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so why don't we do a show? Why don't we get get going with the show? Um, before we get going, though, so what we're going to do, folks, is the top 10 uh, games for couples, top 10 couples games uh, with our guest, uh, Raina from Panasaurus. Um, we're going to have Richard join us via video right now. He's going to give us a little spiel, and then we're going to get to recording the show. Um, so why don't we let Richard take it away? Uh, Richard, where are you at? Right here. Hey, everybody. hope everybody's enjoying the show so far. Hey, Raina. Sorry, I cannot be here, but uh, what's even worse, I will not be on the actual Countdown live stream today uh, because in just a few minutes, I'm going to be heading out there for whale watching. And uh, it's a little early in the morning. I think Everybody's still asleep, and I haven't gotten everybody's final list right now, so I wouldn't be able to comment. So, uh, my apologies that I will be MIA today. But don't worry, if you wait till the post show, uh, Ruel will have a quick video for me uh, talking about the games I would have put on my list. We just try to avoid having overlaps, and since I don't know what uh, Rena's choices are yet, I don't want to overlap with her. But uh, if you want to see me in the video, uh, that will be on YouTube on Wednesday, Valentine's Day, as one would expect. But uh, during the actual recording of the R&R today, I will be MIA. Uh, just know I'll be out there 
literally petting baby whales because there are apparently thousands of whales out in the ocean right there and Jen and I are going to be going and checking them out. Alrighty, have a good show everybody, break a leg and all of that. Alright. And thank you, Richard. As uh, you all saw there, folks, uh, Richard's going to uh, bring in his uh, input uh, later. He's going to splice it in uh, because he's apparently hanging out with, what was it, baby whales? Baby, baby whales. whales. Uh, what the? Like, <laughs> how is this possible? It's, I it's love this life. for Richard so yeah. much. Yeah. Just yeah. He's out there adventuring. Life. Really yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. So what we're going to do, we're going to record uh, for YouTube, folks. Be sure to stick around for the post show where uh, Richard has another video. And then uh, Raina, Ray, and uh, Chris and I will be talking about more games that may have may not uh, made the list uh, on our uh, couples list here. Um, I'm going to turn off a couple of things here. Uh, change this over to uh, the correct um, thing. Y'all stick around. Uh, stay with us. We are going to be uh, chatting more afterwards. Uh, we'll be focused on uh, the show right now. But again, you know, stick around because afterwards we're going to uh, hang out with y'all. Uh, everyone here in the live studio audience um, when we're done. Uh, so just to get my notes straight here. Yeah. Uh, Chris, you're going to lead off with number 10. Uh, we'll do the intro. Go number 10. And then um, uh, Ray's got number 9. I've got number 8. Raymond's got 7. Then when it's Richard's turn, we'll just do an intro. I'll just say, okay, Richard, what's your number six? We'll take a beat, and then we'll uh, continue our list, and he'll splice it in um, as, as he needs to. Okay. Uh, Reyna, Ray, and Chris, how are y'all feeling? We good to go? I think we're, oh, good. Good. we're good to go. Awesome. Talk about some couples go. games. Oh. Let's let's get some couples games. Couples games. Okay. Two people. Um, actually, <laughs> let me check this. I want to see if we've got that um behind the scenes stuff folks give me just a second here make sure well while, while, while behind the scenes uh happens uh i i really liked uh lorelei who said i mean as far as excuses go sorry i was petting baby whales is pretty great <laughs> but definitely needs video evidence i agree yeah mm. you, you, where are the receipts pics or it didn't happen i agree <laughs> that's great okay. someone asked earlier if his rv is just like turning into a boat, Turns like into a boat? yeah cars. Like, what does he do does he just leave his rv and or drive it on maybe i have so many questions for that man when he gets back yeah we yeah. need we wild need adventures it. yeah we need answers to these uh <laughs> questions i agree right let's we got to get richard to talk about this stuff sometime soon i am dying to know okay yeah all right here we go um i'm gonna switch over to where's our intro there it is all right Hey everybody, thanks for joining us for the R&R Show. This is episode 83, and hello friends. I'm Ruel Gaviola, joined as always by Chris and Ray, our co-hosts, and we've got a very special guest in the house right now, Raina from Pandasaurus. Hi, Raina. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. Yeah, I cannot wait to uh, talk about this. Uh, folks, did you know that we record this live on Twitch? Because we do. Mm -hmm. Every time we do this, we have a pre-show and a post-show. You can get to know Rain a lot better during the post uh, pre-show by clicking on links below for the extended edition of the show. A lot of great stuff. Uh, you learn a hear lot all about her things. love. Yes. Her love. <laughs> I overshare a lot. Get to know me real well. <laughs> Oh, Chris with the special effects. Like, look at it. Very, very Valentine's Day of you, Chris. Look at that. Yes. Hey, I had it. I mean, I was I was holding my hands like that below camera. I swear that's what I was doing. Just ready to, ready to pull them into frame. There it is. For the, there it is. For the, for the, <laughs> the, for the Mac magic. 
Yes. Welcome to Valentine's Day <laughs> yes. couples games. Um, should before Ooh. we begin, should we, should we define um, what what we mean? What what was everyone's sort of criteria for their for their list? Were you going specifically romantic partners? Were you going two player games? Were you going primary gaming partner? Or were people thinking when they when they thought up these delicious gems that we're going to impart to everyone? <laughs> I would very much like to talk about this because I tried with this to really think about games that are heightened by like really knowing the other person very well. So not mm-hmm. necessarily like your, your smooching partner, but someone like a roommate or someone that you really live with that you're like very comfortable with. That's a little bit of like a teaser for the types of games I'm talking about because I have a lot of really, really great two player games that I love just from a strategic. They're just like some of my favorite crunchy two-player games but i could in theory sit down with anyone at a convention and play this and have an equally great time so i tried personally to try to pick games that are heightened by knowing the person you're playing with very well that was my definition uh going nice. into this nice why don't you Raina? did you uh, come in with any uh, Raina uh, ruel yeah yeah, I think I did um, the opposite. I kind of just chose my favorite two-player games, and I could play this with anyone, whether romantic yeah, totally. or platonic. Um, but fun, as soon as I sent that list over, I sat there and I was like, wait, they said couples games, not two-player games. So <laughs> maybe I missed the mark. But, you know, regardless, I'm excited to talk about them. And, you know, everyone has a different definition of couples. So yep. we're Absolutely. getting a variety here, which is awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait to hear everyone's choices. Me, I, same thing. I just, I went with my favorite two-player games, but then I, I really thought about it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to stick with these because I think any couple, any two-player grouping can play the games that I chose. So we shall see. Um, but yeah, having said that, uh, happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Thank you for watching. And why don't we let Chris, you know, the, the man with the hearts, uh, kick things off here with our number 10 for today. <laughs> My doctor says it's the size of an elephant. Um, <laughs> and there are ma- major problems uh, with there are two in there. It's it's an issue. Um, no, um, so so for me, for my for my picks, uh, I I wanted to go with things, yeah, kind of along this, the same lines of Ray for a few of them, and then some for your nemesis. You can have your head to head battle, depending upon what sort of relationship. Your enemies you want. to lovers. Yeah, your enemies to lovers. A romance trope. novel. That's me that's too. later. <laughs> yeah, will will the darkling uh, change his ways? And uh, and come over to the side of light only through the power of, of love and seduction and twelve pages of steamy uh, description. Um, no, but my first one, but my first one is one that I play with uh, with my girlfriend Renee a lot. Um, she, we and I think this one is really heightened by by knowing the other person very well as well. That your primary gaming partner, the, the person who's who you finish each other's sandwiches. Uh, the, all, all those sorts of people. So if mine, mine is um, one of my favorite two-player games, and that's Hanabi. I love, uh, I love Hanabi. Oh my god, I, that I, Grant Beard! I'm sorry, that oh was such a Grant jump Beard. scare. I'm yeah, so sorry. Jump, <laughs> yeah, and actually, fun fact: uh, you don't know this, but you have to play so Hanabi with Grant. <laughs> that plant as your partner uh, when i'm talking about my primary gaming partner i'm talking about uh grant and grant's beard from grant's gaming beard um it's a new channel you should all check it out really good you should yes. shout it out um but uh <laughs> uh yeah hanabi is uh if you want to play base hanabi without that without the grant beard expansion you can uh but really it's best with the grant beard expansion um hanabi is uh 
really, really great in terms of uh, a limited communication game. It is sort of a trust fall as a board game because you're going to be giving clues about the number of... Uh, your, your clues can either comprise of, hey, you have all of this color, or hey, you have all of this number. And you want to be playing together your cards from one to five in all the five different suits. But you can't see your cards. That's why Grant is holding them to the camera. Grant couldn't see his cards. He can see the backs of his cards. And so I'm telling you, hey, this is a two, and there are no twos on the board. We haven't even played ones yet. It's up to you to figure out what I'm trying to say by telling you that's a two. And, and so you, you, you develop this really wicked, unspoken language that only gets deeper the more that you play. And so playing this with the same person over and over again, I think is, is absolutely the best way to enjoy Hanabi. Uh, and, then, and then We Held Hands does a similar thing to this. Uh, I, I like Hanabi a little bit more, but I like both of them. Uh, and it's it's that that sense of hidden communications and the things that you come up with together. Now, now that I've played this so much with my girlfriend, I'll be like, hey, this is this thing. And she's like, okay, I know what you're saying there. And we've moved to sort of the hardest level that you can, that you can have in terms of incorporating all the different uh, multicolors in there which hide themselves. If you if you say, like, this is red, you also have to point at a multicolor, and then you'd be like, this is blue, and you point at the multicolor, and that's the only way you know it's multicolor. Anyway, it's a great game, uh, super great for couples. I, I, I wanted to shout it out there because it, it is probably the thing that I play with my partner the most. Uh, and so um, there you go. That's why it's in here. That's our number 10, Hanabi. I, you know, I've played Hanabi. I've never played it at two, Chris. It's so This is so really? interesting to me. Yeah, I've only played it in groups, three or four. Oh, yeah. Like... Is it, I don't know, how much, how different is it as a couples game as far as like just, you know, are you take, do you take fewer cards? I, I don't know, like mechanically. Yeah, you have that. a hand of five cards. So you have a hand of five cards with two to three players and you have a yeah. hand of four cards for four to five players. Right. So you have a little bit more, a little bit more leeway there with the card cycling. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise, it's not that different. You still have eight clues that you have to get back through okay. discarding cards. It's the same thing. You still have the same number of cards in the deck as well. And the end game triggers the same. When you draw the last card, you each have one more turn. So, okay. so all of that is the same. Uh, but yeah, I, I love it too because, well, also in a group, I need to trust that all the group members are going to hint the right way, <laughs> yeah, and that never it never happens. And I'm like, oh no, I I should only be taking care of the person next to me, but I have to take care of the whole group here. Yeah, uh, and then someone's going to double clue, and I it it gives me a heart attack every time. It's a good heart attack, <laughs> but but with two people, I think it's it's a bit easier as well with two people because you only have to worry about each other, and yeah. so like I I have more information and I have more uh, ways to react as well. I have less less chance for the train to go off the the edges by just uh <laughs> by by me by three people having to take a turn before i can help mm -hmm. steer the ship again yeah. um that's what I was yeah curious. oh yeah you should play it too it's great it's really good at two it's great yeah. at two. I'm, I'm curious yeah you've got you've totally yeah. piqued my curiosity now like i because i i liked hanabi but i didn't love it but i feel yeah. like i never mm -hmm. really thought like why don't i just play this with two because you know with especially with michelle because you know i'd like to think that we're sort of on the same wavelength when it comes yeah to yeah maybe yeah cool and yeah it, it, you can you can bang it out really quickly at two as well you yeah. know it's just like a quick game and then you go one more round one more round or whatever but yeah 
Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Awesome. Highly recommend it too. It's my favorite. It's my favorite player count for Hanabi, just because, especially if you play with that same person and you you develop yeah. that language. Like that's that's part of the. That's the reason why I like it so much. It's it's what happens after those subsequent plays of the game, which nice. uh, it, I find is very unique to to Hanabi. Awesome, uh, Raina Ray. Any thoughts? Um, have you all played Hanabi? If not, have you? Would you be interested in playing Hanabi based on Chris's description? Yeah, I I love Hanabi. Um, I've only played it on multiple player counts too. Um, it's funny because it's on Board Game Arena, I believe. Is it? No, mm-hmm. not Hanabi. Yeah. Oh yeah, is it? Is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think it's on there. Yeah. There. Yeah. So it's funny because I played it once before there, and apparently there's this meta language that they use on Board Game <laughs> Arena. So it's kind of like I cheating, believe it. <laughs> but oh. if you don't use that meta language, they get mad at you. Yeah. So I was like, I'm never playing this on Board Game Arena again. But <laughs> I, I think it's yeah. great. Oh, <laughs> Otherwise. <laughs> I've played it on Board Game Arena with Renee and then n- no other. Because, like, I, yeah. the, well, the thing about Hanabi that I just, like, love is is I would never tell someone anything about it. I wouldn't tell anybody any conventions. Like, if people try to tell you conventions about Hanabi, run the other way because they're not your friend. Uh, <laughs> like, like the, 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 the sense of discovery that you can get by yeah. realizing those conventions for yourself that happen over like, I don't know, five, six plays, you go, oh, maybe I'll start doing it this way. And then you realize and develop that shared language is, is the thing that I that I love about it. And so Board Game Arena, I can see like really ruining that because they would just mm-hmm. be like, well, don't you even know to do this thing? And they're like, well, no, I no, I didn't. And now I'll never get that that feeling of discovery, right? Mm. Yeah, no, I can actually say I've never played Hanabi kind of for the reason that you just brought up because I used to watch, well, I still do, but um, I watch a lot of the Brothers Murph content and I can't remember which brother it is, but one of them hates Hanabi because of that kind of ability to solve Hanabi where if you get Mm. this specific language with everyone at the table, it's not as fun. Uh, So that's always steered me away from it, but your description of it has kind of given me a second kind of interest in it because i love i love games with weird communication styles it's one of my favorite things and you'll actually see me talk about that later in this video uh but i just that was like the first he was the first person i ever heard talk about hanabi so i was like oh i'm gonna ignore that because it sounded like there was a potential a game breaking aspect to it but it sounds like if you play with the right people possibly you can kind of yeah there's a way to solve it you you can tell each other your cards and ruin the game yeah yeah (laughs) yeah but it sounds like that that sense of discovery even if it does eventually get to a point where you have this language that's so perfect Mm -hmm. that progress of getting there is worth it so that yeah this is i'm really glad you put this on your list because i had kind of written it off in my head for a while cool great yeah i'm very excited (laughs) nice awesome great choice chris um so that's our number 10 for best couples games folks let's move on to our number nine uh ray is going to bring us in for number nine yeah. So speaking about weird communication styles, uh, my <laughs> first game with Nilsilis, if you could even really call it a board game, it's that's probably a stretch. Uh, but this is one of my favorite games of all time, and that is Inhuman Conditions. So this is like a TTRPG mixed with a board game, right? It's not really solidly in either category, 
Um, and so in, in human conditions, it's kind of like Blade Runner, the RPG sort of where you're going to have two people. Typically there is a larger player count variant that I've never played before, but typically in human conditions, you have two people. One person is an investigator and the other person is probably not a robot, but you have to figure that out. So the entire game takes place over five minutes, just during an interview conversation. So the person across from the interviewer is going to get some sort of occupation and some sort of fun character flavor. And then they're also going to find out one of three potential robot roles they might have. They might just be a regular human, they might be a passive robot, or they might be an aggressive, or I think they're called violent robots. And depending on those roles, you're trying to do different things in this interview. So the interviewer is just trying to figure out, is this person human or not human? And if you're the other person across the table, if you're human, you're just trying to survive the interview and not get like flagged as a robot. If you're a passive robot, you have some like communication barrier. So you're going to pick up a card that's going to say like, you can only reference, I think the example in this video is you can only reference strangers or enemies. So if the interviewer says like, tell me about your childhood, you cannot mention your parents, your siblings. You have to come up with weird story reasons why you'd only be talking about strangers or enemies. And then if you're a violent robot, there are things instead of, hindrances to your communication. There are specific weird things you have to do in conversation. And if you do those things before the five minutes run out, you can kill your interviewer. And it's just a very fun experimental conversation-based game. And like I sort of said at the beginning about like how we're defining couples games in this, I really tried to lead into games that really like shine when you know the other person very well. And I love weird little pocket-sized role-playing experiences. I love playing this game with my partner. It's so fun. It can be kind of honestly kind of awkward if you don't know the other person very well. So I really would only recommend playing this with your like primary gaming partner or someone you know very, very well. Uh, but it's it's such a unique, such an interesting experience. You could play it in five minutes. Uh, and it's just a very well-designed, delightful little uh, role-playing board game experience. Wow, right. This is nice. another example pick. of you bringing a game that I've never heard of, and now really, I'm really oh. this is so interesting to me. I love this game. It's yeah. so weird and so fun, and there, there's such a great reveal when you're a violent robot and you've successfully like met all your requirements. You are supposed to like slam your hands on the table and like scream really loudly. A bunch of weird stuff like that, and I, I love that kind of thing in a game. That's so great. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> It's the game that encourages you to act silly. And also, like, Love this it. is one of those games that, like, I just want to be weird every time because I think it's yep. the funniest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Doesn't it's definitely a game where, not. like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can, like, play it really straight as a human and it can be less fun. It definitely encourages you to, when you get that occupation and those flavor text cards, like, really lean into mm. those and really try to answer as if you're that character, uh, which is a lot of fun. It's just such a fun little um Again, more of an experience than a board game because you like if you try to win in human conditions, I'm not playing in human conditions with you. Um, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, nice. Have you? Uh, so you, you, I mean, it does seem like the type of game that um, you know you want to play with someone that you know really well. Like, have you played with like a complete stranger? How's that experience? It seems like it would it would sort of. I have flat. not. Okay. And I don't want to. Yeah, yeah I can <laughs> because it is like. A weirdly intimate, a weirdly intimate experience, right? You're like grilling someone about yeah. fictional details about their life. It, there's something very, 
very intimate about it. I mean, if you're if you're ballsy, go for it. It could it could turn out to be a very interesting experience yeah. to walk up to a stranger at a convention and whip this out. Please tell me how that goes. Uh, but I think this could be a really fun uh, date night experience. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, I I again I'm blown away that I had never heard of this game <laughs> until right now. So thank you for that, uh, Ray. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. That's our number nine. Uh, moving right along the list. Um, it looks like I've got our number eight. And uh, this one I was really excited to include in the list because I think this is a great game for couples or uh, two friends or just two people that enjoy games. Um, It's actually, well, I don't don't like to use the word uh, it killed another game for me, but it's Mm. sort of replaced one. Um, So our number eight collectively, uh, and this is my choice, is Splendor Duel. Um, This is the two-player version of the classic Splendor. And Michelle and I love Splendor. We loved it at two. Actually, I preferred uh, the base game to two uh, for two players. I think it's just a wonderful um, light uh, engine builder. And it's really easy to understand. You're just collecting gems and then using those gems to uh, bring in uh, different um, uh, gems and also uh, complete uh, victory point cards uh, as you trade along the Mediterranean. But... Splendor Duel, what it does, it does this brilliant thing of having that additional board. So you got like a spatial element to it, a little puzzle where the gems come out in a particular way on there, and now you can only take uh, the ones that are connected and uh, in, a, in a row or whatever. And it also includes a couple of different win conditions. Um, it's got just a little more going on than the base game. And that's why Michelle and I, whenever we reach to play Splendor now, it's always uh, Splendor Duel. Um, as you can see here... Uh, not only do you have um, the extra cards that you play with, but also uh, the different abilities that you can take. So there's special abilities that are built into the game as well to get you more uh, gems or uh, more points. And um, I, I just I think it's just brilliant. I love, love, love what I think it was Bruno Cathala that came into Mark Andre's original design and added these things. And it just... If you know Splendor, you'll know Splendor Duel. It's just a couple little things. If you've never played Splendor, I think you can still get into this game. Um, just It's just a couple additional rules uh, that's different than the base game. But, oh, it's just everything about it is is right. And for a two-player game, I think it's absolutely brilliant. And that's why our number eight is Splendor Duel. Nice. I love Splendor. I love Splendor just as a two-player, and I, I've still yet to play Splendor Duel, mm-hmm. and I, I know I would love it as well. Like I, I've read the rule book, and I, I love the the pearls. I love the different things. Yep. Uh, I was trying to think of if Sobek for two, like Sobek two players, came out around the same time as Splendor Duel. Like it which did. one came first? It's, um, yeah, same year. I know that for sure, Chris. But yeah, you're right because they both have the replenishing in the same way. Yes. The, the, thing so back yeah. pandasaurus game exactly a pandasaurus game <laughs> um and as chris said the the resources when you're bringing in those uh gems or the you know uh, little chips into your uh supply there in the base game you can you get to choose which ones you take as long as they're available there but this one though it adds that puzzle element where oh i need to take in a certain row or column or whatever and then when there's only a few left you're going to go in the bag and refill it randomly again. So that always changes. It's a really cool uh, take on like a market. Um, so I that, that's what I love about it. And it's I feel like it keeps the game a little more fresh uh, in my eyes. Uh, but I, I love them both. I'll, I'll always play Splendor, but if I had a choice, definitely Splendor Duel. Uh, Rainer or Ray, uh, any experience with uh, Splendor Duel? 
I love yeah, this, this game. Absolutely. And it's really portable too. Phil and I actually played it on the plane to Hawaii oh, last nice. year. So nice. yeah, we just put down our two little trays and everything fit perfectly on both of them. Oh, that's great. Nice. Yeah, that's no, this really game is good. fantastic. I, I, Splendor is fine, but I agree with you, Ruel. This game definitely elevates it. I would always pick Splendor Duel. I was also just really surprised by this. When I this was announced, I had like, again, I find Splendor is fine for me. It's like a gateway game that I wouldn't necessarily pick up again. Um, and I really did not know what they were going to do with a Splendor Duel. And I was so surprised by how much I I, I really enjoyed this. Yeah, yeah, that was, that's part of it. As well, I was you know, it's we all work in the industry and like you sort of, I don't want to say get jaded, but you're like, do we really need a Splendor <laughs> Duel? You know, it's like, okay, like every game is, you know, a duel now or they have a two player, but this one was legit. Like, wow, this, this is fantastic. I absolutely love it. Um, so totally. yeah. Uh, let's Thanks. move on to our number seven. Our guest, Reyna, you've got our number seven for us uh, today. And what will it be? Yeah, so this game is one of my personal favorites. Um, when I was picking my games, I was really going for things that are, you know, quick, short, and sweet. Because like I said, couples can mean anything from you know, your romantic partner to your brother to your roommate. And so you you have to like kind of gauge where they at in their board gaming history. So my number seven pick is Jaipur. This is a fantastic little card game. So, you know, it's very simple. And then on your turn, you can do one of two things. You can either take a card or you can sell your cards, which are represented by different goods here. Um, so when you take a card, you can either take one from the market or you can actually swap cards from the market with your hand. And as soon as you get enough of the same type of card or good, you can go ahead and sell them. And then you take one of those chips up top and they start with a higher point range and then slowly make their way down to the bottom too. Um, it's played over three rounds and whoever has, um, you know, the most chips after three rounds wins. Um, because if you have the most points after one round, you get one of those chips right there. And it's great. It's it's super, it's on the lighter side, in my opinion. Um, like I said, the gameplay, you either take cards or you sell cards. Um, this is actually the older version that's showing, the newer version. I really like it's a bit more vibrant. And it's also portable, which I love. As you can tell, I love my portable games. And it's it's quick enough to where you might want to play a second game after. It's great. Yeah, I love how fast this plays. And just that tension of, like, do I use all my camels right now to get all this stuff? Or... Um... Uh, trying to race to get certain ones so you can get all the you know the higher value tokens i i love how it plays it, it's such a cool uh mechanism and um i played a bunch on bga it's a i think it's a really good implementation on uh, board game arena as well um uh, fun fact i still haven't shown this one to michelle i feel like she'd like it i don't know why but my copy mm, i'm looking at right now wow. across the room it's still in shrink wrap i don't know what i'm doing with my really life, yeah I need to bust this one out. There's your Valentine's Day plan. Oh, there's, there's your is, Valentine's yeah. Day plans. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I planned it. Yes. Happy Valentine's Day, man. <laughs> <Got> your game. <laughs> Let's try a new thing. Now, do you have do you have old version or do you have new version? I don't know. I picked it up on sale, like, I think a couple of years ago. <laughs> it's just been sitting here. Is so. the box green? Can you see it? Um, it is green. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's, that's old version. Okay. That's a, that's a relic. Nice. Yeah. Maybe I should keep it a in relic string. of history. <laughs> I love, I love, I love the green version too. Yeah, it's such a good game. I, I really enjoy this yeah. one. Uh, Ray, have you played this one? I'm assuming you played this one. I, I, have, I actually have not. I no, this is this is a... okay. So no, I don't. Oh, it's so I don't good. Think so? Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, no, it looks it looks great. And I, I'm always looking for light, like entry weight games that you can play with someone. And then also like I, I really like that people mentioned the the quick turns of yep. it because that's huge if you're if you're learning a new game with someone and you're doing a date night. It could be nice to be able to play a couple of times and not just have that one like loss hang over the night, like having that ability to play again is always <laughs> always good for a date night dynamic. Agreed. Agreed. This this Chris, was you when this much, right? Oh yeah, yeah. When um Love when that. my girlfriend and I started dating, we uh Love she that. got this our like first Christmas together. She she took me on a trip. Like we just went up a couple hours outside of the city to like this little cabin. Uh, area at, at like this hotel, more like chalet, a chalet, because there we there was a restaurant there. But she chalet. she got me this because uh, she had gone to the board game store and and had been like, hey, to good two player games. So she got me this. We went down to the restaurant. We played it at like a table at the restaurant, uh, and so it's really really possible and and doable for that. Like it was just a really great solid card game. It's always held a, a really lovely place in my heart. It's a great game. Aww. It had to be on the list. Great yeah. pick, Raina. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> but, but here's the real question, Raina. Who's won more times? You or Phil? <laughs> oh, definitely Phil. Phil's okay. a really great strategic player. He used to do competitive card games. So oh, I've just accepted it at this you. point. I'm here for the ride. It's fun. Either way, <laughs> win or lose. <laughs> Hell yeah. And again, that's what we're all about here, friends, folks, on the R&R show. It's all about the experience, mm-hmm. the journey. We're, we're okay with that. Um Let's move on uh, to our number six game. Now, we have a special surprise. Uh, uh, Richard is coming to us via video. And if you via his boat? The, if you watch the extended <laughs> edition, folks, we didn't think he was going to have his videos in time. But as we're doing the show live, the videos are here. So let's take a wow. look at our number six. Uh, Richard, let me see. Uh, where are you, Richard? I'm going to click on this. He's got good timing. He does have great timing. Uh, let's see. I'm going to go here. No. Uh, Richard, can you... I'm going to press the button right now, and Richard's going to start talking, hopefully, here. Some people in chat beforehand that said Power work. Grid as uh, as their as their favorite. Yeah, that didn't that work at all, folks. Uh, yeah, no sound. I don't know what was going on. So we're gonna take two uh, on this, and we're gonna have. Uh, okay, we are back. Thank you, uh, folks. This is a little joy to doing it live, friends, and doing all this last uh, minute. Um, I was hoping to get Richard in, but that didn't work. But that's okay uh, because we're just gonna take two. Um, yeah, we we broke the internet, uh, Grip Dog. That's right. Um, <laughs> it happens. It happens. Yeah. Let me um, go over here. I was hoping we could pull that off, but we weren't able to. But that's fine because what we're going to do is do another intro to Richard, and then we'll splice in the video um, afterwards. Sure. Okay. So let's do this. Um, and we'll reveal to you, chat, what Richard's number six was because I bet it was fine. It was. It was. <laughs> okay, let me get this on screen here. And top 10 couples games. And let me. Whoops. All right. So I'm going to do a little clap so Richard has an audio sure. mark to know where to splice that in. All right, great. So that was our number seven. Moving on to our number six, Richard, what do you got for us? 
What what did Richard have for us, Ruel? Oh, it was great. I love Namalia. Number six, uh, Namalia. Ah, yes. Wonderful. <laughs> Namalia. Game. Yeah. This was uh, actually, I considered this for my list as well. Michelle and I, uh, we literally just played it. Uh, during the Super Bowl, we had our daughter and her boyfriend over. We introduced them to Namalia. It was a huge hit. Uh-huh. Now, so that was great for four of us, you know, two couples. Uh, but this is just strictly for couples. Michelle and I played this game a lot. It was. One of my top games of uh, last year, I believe it was, when it came out. Um, the tile lane, just the different habitats and animals. Super cute art, super quick. And I love that cartographer's style um, mm. of scoring where two, uh, the different goals throughout each round. And then the, you have two different goals for three rounds. Then the final two rounds, you have three goals. And they always change up. It reminds me of cartographers. But yeah, Namalia, fantastic choice, Richard. Great, great choice. Um Raina, Ray, or uh, Chris, any thoughts on Richard's uh, wonderful choice, number six? I haven't played it before, but oh. it sounds exactly like the type of game that I would love. Just the tile laying aspect of it, the you know, variable goals, uh, the drafting. I'm yeah. I'm surprised I haven't played it. <laughs> yeah, Raina, highly recommend. I think you'd love it. it. It's fantastic. And it only plays in like 20 minutes. It's super quick. Yeah, and no, nice. I remember I saw this on like I think I saw this on Twitter quite a bit, but I have not I've yet to actually pick it up, but it definitely looks familiar to me and it looks like a game I would like. I just have not not gotten my hands on it yet. Yeah. Yeah, again, same same boat. I saw some people playing it at the Niagara Board Gaming Weekend though, and nice. you know what? Oh. They were laughing, they were <laughs> chuckling to each other. Nice. You know, they were having a grand old time. I looked at them and I said, Hey, you guys seem to be having a great time. And they said, It's all thanks to Namalia. And they pulled it up and they all gave me big thumbs up and they cheered and they cheered. Uh, so I can only imagine it was it was a good one uh, because of because of those. They're, they're really effusive experience um, that they that they had. It's always a good thing when you, ha- you get cheers. When you're cheering for a game, I think that's that's a sign of good, uh, a good, yeah. good sign, right? You know what? They d- they all collectively did a victory lap around the room. They picked <laughs> it up. They picked up the box above their head, and then it wasn't enough for everybody, so they all took a a, a, a tile and nice. they ran around and they shouted "Namalia, Namalia." Uh, it was very disruptive, uh, but you know we all we all <laughs> enjoyed it because it's a good way to get the word out. <laughs> nice, I love that. <laughs> Namalia, Namalia. Uh, okay, great. Uh, that is awesome. We are again. Thank you uh, to Richard uh, chiming in all the way from Mexico uh, through the power of the internet. Uh, but let's continue the list here. We're on our top five now, friends, and we're going to go back to Chris for our number five. I'm ready for number five. I'm ready. Now, this is the enemies to lovers pick, right? Ah. This is if you really want to get get into it, you want to cut each other off at the heels. Uh, And this is a game that I think works really, really well at two players. I love it at two players. This is my top 10 games of all time. I think this game is an underrated gem and it needs to come back into print. Uh, It's Barony. Um, Barony, I might have talked about this game before on this on this show, but I think it's been a while. It's been enough that I can now talk about it again. Uh, Barony, speaking of Splendor, is by the designer of Splendor, Marc-Andre, and uh, it really feels like you take uh, Catan with Splendor with Chess or Go, and you, you kind of put them all up in a blender and uh, go from there. So, so very similar to, to, to Splendor, it's all about action efficiency. You have six things that you can do on your turn, all with the goal of getting you more points. And you are going to 
put people on the board, move those people around, turn those people into houses, as you do with people in the land of barony. They just <laughs> so they they feel so passionate about the land that they turn themselves into houses and they come back to your to your little supplies so you can send more people out to expand a little bit more. And when they turn into houses, they give you resources uh, from those houses. And those resources all have a different uh, numerical value on them. And one of the things you can do on your turn is exchange some of those resources to move up a step in your land. Uh, Basically, you you need to cash in 15 points four times, and then that will trigger the end of the game. And whoever has the most points at that point wins. Because you can also upgrade things to give yourself a little bit of a bump on the track. But all of it is uh, is about that efficiency idea, but it is a confrontational efficiency. And that's why I think this is really, really good at two players, because at three players or at four players, you can kind of get into that king-making-it scenario. It's because you can attack each other, right? I can, I can move two of my knights into your house, uh, and if you didn't have a knight there to stop me from doing that, then I can just rip your house from the land and steal a resource from you. So there is this like really head-to-head confrontation that can happen. And when you have three players or four players, it, it's a little bit less exciting because two people can just, you know, pillage one player and you don't have the resources to to combat that. However, at two, it like, it sings. This is my top 10 of all time. Like this is, a, I love, love, love this game. It is so, so good. Um, and, and this is a game that, uh, contrary to like to Hanabi, my girlfriend hates and will never play with them, uh, because it is it is so confrontational, and she doesn't like that sort of like skirmish styles. Well, she's she's she picks and chooses which time she likes the mechanics and not. She likes the mechanics a lot, and sometimes and other times not at all. But uh, but it is it is that sort of idea of I think I think games like this and games that have have take that elements to it actually work really really well as couples games because you avoid that king making. Uh, scenario that can happen in a larger game where you have that extended player count here it is a head-to-head thing and so then you're always left with the idea of okay is attacking you going to put me closer to my goal of that efficiency puzzle or should I take my turn and do something else with it will that get me closer right and so so balancing those two things I think is really fun Uh, it's got a modular board which is awesome keeps the game fresh every time you randomize the tiles certain tiles produce different things and have different movement restrictions you can't move through lakes for example uh, but you want your houses to be next to lakes because they spawn more people Uh, and so just just having to survey the board and have that initial placement of your locations at the beginning is is really great I absolutely love this game. And if you are, if you're a couple who doesn't mind that sort of direct confrontation, uh, highly, highly recommend. Uh, it might be in between print runs right now, but I, it's, it's so good. It'll, it'll be around, you know? And if it isn't, it'll, it, when it comes back, I'm going to say, I told you so. Go to episode <laughs> 83 of the R&R show. Or whichever <laughs> one. Nice. And I... Go ahead. Oh, so sorry, Ruel. You're good. good. (laughs) Uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm fascinated that one of your top 10 games of all time is a game I've literally never heard of. This is, I, it's one of the reasons I love doing the show is learning Mm -hmm. about games I've never, never heard of before, but I'm fascinated by the Splendor X Catan X, like head to head skirmishing game. That sounds fascinating. And I think you really nailed it with, I, I'm the same way where I don't particularly like skirmish games, except for 1v1 
it's not personal. You're just the only person there is to attack. Avoiding yeah. that kingmaking is the only time I will mm -hmm. enjoy those really aggressive kind of uh, area controller territory based games. Uh, so I'll, I'll have to check this out. I've never heard of it before, but I'm very excited to learn about it. That's great. I've only yeah, played base also, too. Yeah, there's an expansion, but I haven't played it. Oh, nice. I've never heard of this game as well. And you know what, Chris, you and I, we got beef now because why'd you make me so interested in a game that is hard to attain? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? Just play friends. with me. Thanks, Chris. I think. <laughs> but, I mean, right. like, you know what? A million years ago, when I, I was at Origins 2022, and I, I stopped by, I think it's Madagot who, who has this. Uh, and I was by their booth, and I was like, yeah, Barony, woo! It's so good because uh, I was just ex literally just excited to see it on the shelf, and the, the guy there was like, "Oh yeah, no one's even picked up the box. No, like, nobody, nobody's even picked up the box. This whole convention." I was like, "What are you talking about?" Um, oh I was like, uh, "He's like, yeah, it's because the box kind of looks like generic fantasy, a bit." Bland, I was gonna right? say it looks a little dated for sure. Yeah. When did it? Do you know when it was printed initially? Like when it came out? Because it definitely sure. has I, that like older. Old it was like kind 2016 or 2017. Really? It was around oh. there, I want to say. It was guessed. after Splendor, so yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'll, I'll look it up, but yeah, it's um. Uh, well, anyway, way back then, I was like, oh, why? Why doesn't it sell that well? He's like, it's okay. There might be a. There might be a reprint coming or some point. I mean, that was way back when, and these projects get canceled and pushed down the line or whatever. Yeah. But I'm still holding out hope. And, and I'm like, the moment it happens, you you call me. <laughs> because I want to shout it from the rooftops because I think it's it's so good. So it might be it might be in between print runs or it might be hard to find. But hold out hope. Let's get the chant going. That's awesome. We want barony. Let's make it happen. Barony. Barony. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, there I'm, we go. <laughs> I, I'm really interested in this, Chris. Again, I've heard about this, but I, you know, like uh, Ray and uh, Ray are talking about, it does look sort of dated. And I'm like, I just sort of like skip right over it. But hearing your yeah. description, this sounds fantastic. And I think it's not, I'm pretty sure it's not going to be a game that Michelle would be interested in. But uh, my main uh, gaming buddy, Daryl, this is definitely our type of game. We totally, you know, would, you know, skirmish. We, we enjoy those type of things. Um as far as the expansion, you'd mentioned the expansion briefly. Do you know what that entails? Like what else it adds to it? I know it's, it was called like witches or something okay. like that. I think it probably adds in new units. I, I never saw a need for it, honestly. I, so okay. I haven't even tried it. Yeah. I would try it, uh, obviously, because I, I really like the game. But uh, and, and I might have misdescribed it as skirmish. There's no sort of like dice rolling or anything, but more, mm. more tactical, right? Like yeah. that's where sure, the go sure. and the chess aspect yeah. of it comes in. That's sort of like controlled controlled tactics uh where positioning okay. matters yeah. uh so it wouldn't be any any sort of like large skirmish battles but but positioning like blocking a space is as important as claiming mm. a space right. right as you as you sort of maneuver around okay. and you did say this yeah, was totally. uh designed by mark andre the designer of Splendor. Mm. 2015 i just looked it up okay yeah i'm mark andre i think he does wonderful games so like yeah Everyone knows him for Splendor, but this looks amazing. And if you ever played uh, For the Majesty's Realm, is that what it's called? That game is fantastic. Cool. Like, that one came out at the same time as Century Spice Road. And I thought that was Mark Andres. Remember how people were talking about, hey, Century Spice Road kills Splendor? Right. His answer to that was For the Majesty's Realm. For the Majesty's Realm. And people <laughs> didn't, like, that was totally overlooked. I think that's way better than Century Spice Road. Got to check that one out, folks, if you haven't. Cool. Been. 
just you know that's hey there's a bonus for you that's another great couples game for the Majesty's <laughs> realm so there you go let's let's get it in here mark andre all yeah, day all day long okay uh why don't we move on uh thank you for that uh chris let's move on to ray who's got our number four uh oh, game on the list uh ray what you got for us uh, yeah, so I'm coming in with another sort of experiential game. You want to call it a board game? Sure. But it is more on the role-playing experience side of stuff. And this is such a classic. When I think of couples games, this is the first one I think of. This is a rom-com in a box. This is Fog of Love. I adore this game. I'm a big, I love rom-coms. I love dating sims. I love anything that kind of puts you in that I don't know, in that fun role-playing space. Again, keeping with my theme, don't play this with a stranger. That would be really weird. Uh, if you do, though, tell me how it goes. <laughs> are, you, are you kissing now? Because this, this game will basically have you role-playing a romance with one other person. Important note, it is not your romance. You are taking on the persona of these, again, sort of like rom-com style characters. It's all these like cliche like coupling stories. Like maybe you started dating in high school and now you've been together forever. And will you break up? Won't you break up? You're basically unfolding that story together through relatively simple mechanics. You're basically just going to be going through various events in your life and deciding how you want to react to them with your own secret goals in mind. Um, so you're going to have end goals that you want to have, like an end state of the game that you want to have. Sometimes you'll want to break up with your partner. Sometimes you want to just have everyone be as satisfied as possible. There's a bunch of different modules that you can play in this game, but the core mechanics are you're going to have a couple of different relationship kind of um, stats. So you're either going to be compassionate or you're going to be cold. You're going to be, you know, um, kind of snooty or you're going to be humble. I don't remember what they are off the top of my head. But as you're going through these different events, you're going to be changing your relationship dynamic and your, your own personality is going to change throughout the game. And that will affect how happy your partner and you are in the relationship. And if you ever played Decorum, which is another game by this publisher, it kind of has a similar feel where you can't explicitly tell your partner what you want out of this relationship, but through your actions and how you're, how you're kind of role-playing both in and out of the game, you're supposed to try to suss out what the other person wants from this situation. And again, it's more of an experience. I'm not playing Fog of Love with you if you're here to win Fog of Love. It's a really <laughs> great experience to play with your partner, to tell a story, to kind of embody a couple that's not your own for a little bit can be a really fun experience uh, for an actual romantic couple. Uh, but I do think you could play this with a platonic person in your life that you're close with. Maybe just again, not a stranger because you are going to be picking the, how you want to handle intimate or like very intense, dramatic moments. But if you like board games that lead on that TTRPG side, uh, Fog of Love is a classic uh, rom-com board game. Nice. This is a yeah, game. I would I thought been... this might be on your on your list. I know yeah. you love this one. Yeah, I love this one. Yeah. I, I've yet to to play it. I know so much about this game, Ray, but I I haven't taken that leap forward to play it yet. Um, I feel like Michelle would be into it, uh, but how how much does uh, you talk about the role playing aspect of it? Is it mm -hmm. a lot more role playing than board game, or is it more board game than role playing? It. <sighs> It really, I would say, is down the middle. It holds your hand a lot more than, say, something like Inhuman Conditions, where it's okay. like, all right, talk to each other for five minutes. That's Inhuman Conditions. Right. This game will, it'll, 
you can really not role play it at all outside of the choices you're making as your character. So you want to pick things that are in line with your character, but you have objectives that are on paper that guide you towards those objectives. So you don't have to bring a lot of your own creativity to it. I think it's more about like, if you don't derive joy from creating sort of just a social story, you won't like it. If you're just strictly a board gamer, you won't like it. But if role-playing, the concept of like traditional D&D role-playing makes you anxious, this is not that. You're not going to be having dialogue with your partner. You're not going to be asked to on the spot come up with something, but you're just inhabiting a character. That's really as far as that role-playing aspect goes. And some people that makes them uncomfortable, but this is a nice baby step if you want to try your hand at something that is really a good mix between both both mediums of board games and TTRPGs. Awesome. Thank you for that. I really appreciate yeah. that. I, I really want to get this to the table. I, I may have a copy uh, sitting around here somewhere. Uh, but Yeah, uh, it's a fun one. The only thing I will say is that it can be a little bit fiddly. There are quite a lot of like yeah. little bits happening, which is my one gripe with it, is that the the thieving and the mechanics feel like they should be so entry level. But it's a, like the how to play is 23 minutes long. That is like oh. a long how to play for a game of this style so that's my only i would love for them to come out with like maybe a small travel version of it or something that's a little bit trimmed down because this is kind of a board gamers game like they've got all yeah. the expansions and all the blah, 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 but all these things that can be a little intimidating for maybe who i think the target audience of this game is supposed to be right. um so right. yeah that's See, my one gripe with it you know what i would love a TikTok from Reina to explain how to <laughs> play the game. That would be that would Hell be my yeah. jam right there. <laughs> uh, Good luck getting it in a minute, but yeah, right? if anyone can do it, Reina can do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this game is fantastic. It feels like a choose your own adventure type of game. You know, the ones totally. that we play like on our apps or mobile phones all the time. Um, I will say this is not for the week of the week relationships. And what I mean by that is if you have the type of personality where um, you know, you have a dream that your partner cheats on you and you wake up and you're actually really upset with them. Um, <laughs> this will be like an exercise and like it's, it's like exposure therapy because sure. you will come across some conflict for sure. And you really have to detach yourself from wow. the character that you are playing. As. Yeah, that's, that's why I wanted yeah. to like do that disclaimer of like it's not your relationship, but it is something you have to yeah. constantly remind yourself. I am playing Mary. I'm not myself. You are not you. You are someone else because it does. It does put you in that if you do really get into it and you are with your romantic partner 100% it could be exposure therapy is a great way to, to describe <laughs> it absolutely that is good to know well I'll promise you this Ruel I've never played it as well but you and I can play it together <laughs> and <laughs> before it begins I'll make sure to search through those cards and get the goal to make sure you and I are both uh, incredibly satisfied I think those are yes. the words that uh, Ray used yes, I want to make sure that's the that terminology. I think I think we both win we will both win as long as we I would pay so much satisfied. money to watch the two of you play that game please dear God <laughs> that'd be so funny <laughs> right here first folks right here on the R&R &R show Chris and I we're going to win that game and we will win the hearts of all Love of you. That. We will well. win it. We will win our hearts. <laughs> nice. All right. Great call, Ray. Yeah, I, I'm super excited to, uh, to actually give this one a shot. So thank you for that. Uh, let's move yeah. on. We've got our top three remaining folks. Um, our best couples games. Number three is going to be to me. And if you saw our extended edition of the show, I talked about this one. And click on the links below to find out what I said about this game. It's our number three best couples game. This is uh, probably, for me and Michelle, is probably our number one game that we played together the, not only the most but the one that we enjoy the most 
It is Patchwork. Uh, this is a Uwe Rosenberg game about making quilts. And I've always loved it because it was one of the first games I got many years ago that was like not typical like sci-fi, fantasy, or whatever. I mean, we're building quilts. I mean, how different is that? And this is a brilliant one that... Um, Michelle and I, we learned from this game, uh, of the biggest thing we learned is that we love tile laying games. And this is a brilliant one. Uh, you lay tiles down, uh, trying to make your quilt. You're trying to cover all those squares. And of course, it's going to be really impossible because all the shapes are, are funky and different. And the thing that I really love about this game is the um, economy. Uh, the currency in the game are the little buttons. And as you go around, um, this is Richard's playthrough from many years ago. Uh, there are certain spots on the board where you're going to get income, basically, which are those buttons. And those buttons, you use those to purchase uh, new pieces to your quilt. And as you can see there, they are all different sizes. You're trying to lay them down uh, perfectly because, in typical Uwe Rosenberg fashion, you're going to have you're going to have a lot of negative scores in this game. Uh, so any open space is going to be uh, worth a negative two points. So you're trying to fill those all up, and it is tough. It is such a Nice. I mean, I wouldn't call it brain burning, but it's definitely a thinky game. And um, one thing that I learned from Michelle uh, right off the bat was that getting that income is really crucial to having any kind of success in this game because you want those buttons to purchase things. Because if you don't have income, you can always pass, and passing is fine because as you pass all the spots that you pass, you're going to get income for that. Like if I uh, leap ahead four spots, then I'm going to get four buttons, um, which is great because I'm going to get pieces. But at the same time, now my opponent, it's their turn. And if they're, you know, they're behind you by so many spaces, they're going to have opportunities to take a couple of turns in a row. So it's kind of sort of like that Tokaido thing, too, where person and last sort of has an advantage. Um, I absolutely love this game. And, you know, Uwe <clears throat> Rosenberg went on to do like a, a trilogy of other tile laying games like uh, Cottage Garden, Indian Summer, and so forth. And, of course, the big one, Piece of Odin. But this one, to me, is so, so great. Um, because it's so easy to get to table. Uh, because the rules, uh, really, there's not much. It's like, do you know Tetris? Then we're going to play Tetris right now. But we're going to throw in some buttons as well. And uh, we're going to see who can fill up their quilts. Um, and by the end of the game, hopefully, you'll score the most points. But, gosh, I love this game so much. It's why, it, that's why it's our number three on our collective list of best couples games, Patchwork. I knew it would be on your list. You love Patchwork, Ruel. You're the, you're the Patchwork <laughs> champ. Yes, I love it so much. Um, <laughs> now it, it's, you know, there are other tiling games that are terrific uh, that are out there. And again, folks, if you click on the links below for the extended edition, I'm going to reveal a couple of uh, other tiling games that work great for couples. But this one, for whatever reason, is just so near and dear to my heart. Um, because, again, I got into the hobby many, not many moons ago, but about seven years ago. And this one was relatively new at the time. And I was so excited because there's, I, I can honestly tell y'all that I have no other quilting games in my collection. So <laughs> this is the one and I, I, I love it so much. I play it online all the time on BGA. There's also an app, but uh, for me, OG patchwork, it's always going to be a hit. It's an evergreen for me. Uh, what about y'all? Do you have any experiences with uh, patchwork or any of the Uwe Rosenberg uh, tile lane games? Yeah, I feel like this is the quintessential two-player game, honestly. Like, if you held a gun to my head and you're like, quick, name a two-player game, it'd be Patrick <laughs> every time. Yeah. Um, and this is a game that I actually see a lot 
um, online where people are asking for advice about, I'm trying to get my partner into board games. What should I start with? Patchwork is one of the ones that's talked about the most frequently because like you said, it's a familiar mechanic. Most of us have played Tetris and know how it plays before, but then you just gamify it a little bit. And I think it's great. Yeah, that that familiarity of like Tetris, right? I, I think that goes a long way because uh, when Michelle, when I remember introducing Michelle, I just said Tetris and her her eyes lit up because she's always playing Tetris <laughs> on her phone. She's like, what? Tetris? Board game? Yeah, there it is. And yeah, it, it would, it's been a winner in our household ever since. That's awesome. I just, I love Uwe, Uwe Rosenberg and those spatial puzzles. As I mentioned um, in a previous episode, uh, Feast for Odin is one of my favorite yes. games. And this kind of takes that, that little thing that you do out in your Viking yard and just makes that the whole game. And so what, what is not to love about Patchwork? Agreed. Patrick, I'm consistently horrible at. I'm <laughs> I'm a good board gamer. I am not when I play Patchwork. Uh, and uh, we all have that one game. Oh, yeah. it's, it's the game in the pre-show. We asked, we talked about the game that you would guaranteed win. This is the game I guaranteed lose. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> so Chris, yeah, let's play this game sometime. I would love. To yeah, yeah. Sure. You'll cream. You want to feel good about yourself? Play me in Patchwork. That's <laughs> that's, the, that's the secret of life <laughs> and happiness. <No. laughs> Nice. It's okay, like, how'd you got... get negative 84 on that? <laughs> I just passed. I just passed. <laughs> and what's what's funny is like I've I know I've won and I've lost uh, games where I've had negative scores, like right? It, because it's yeah. it can be pretty punishing if you don't get the right piece at the right time. And you know, it's like I'll tell you something, it does feel good to win. Like, hey, I've only got negative two, you've got negative thirty. Like I win, like even though it's negative score, it's it still feels good to win. <laughs> totally. Let's move on to our number two. Reina, our guest, our special guest, so we've got a number two. What do you have for us? This game is very near and dear to my heart. My husband and I have a lot of good memories of playing this game in bed, using like a poster board as a table and having to whisper so we don't wake up our roommates. And speaking of Ruel, you said that, um, you know, um, with Patchwork, there's a familiar aspect of Tetris. With this game, I always like to call it Battle Yahtzee, and that is Dice Throne. Yes. Now, this game, I think, can play at least up to four players, possibly even more, but I just love the head-to-head two-player version of it. Um, the basic gameplay of this is that you roll, you chuck a bunch of dice, and then you get two re-rolls, and you're trying to complete classic Yahtzee hands. So you have, like, you know, two pairs or straight or large straight or Yahtzee or, you know, all sixes. And you're playing as a certain character and there's a bunch of different ones that you can play as. That's where it really gets great with the asymmetry. And then you're trying to just whittle your opponent down to zero health points. Um, It's also great because you have your personal player board and you can actually upgrade your different attacks and your different defenses. Um, Each of the players or each of the characters also has different Um, not only play styles, but difficulty. So if you are playing against someone who hasn't really played this that much, you can give them a lower difficulty level and giving yourself a higher difficulty level. So it's interesting for the both of you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is great. They have so many different um, iterations and characters of it out. There's season one, there's season two, there's Marvel Dice Throne. And there's also, if you enjoy it so much, there's a Dice Throne Adventure. So it's a cooperative sort of campaign game. Uh, This game also has one of the most active and large fan bases I've ever seen. I'm a part of the Dice Throne community on Facebook, and that it's always popping off in there. Um, So this is great. I love this game. Yeah, it's such oh, this is so good. You you described it perfectly, Ray. The two words, battle Yahtzee. That's that's what exactly this is. Yeah, and you weren't kidding about a passionate fan base. Oh my gosh, like I've 
I've seen that passionate fan base. They they love this game, and it's so cool. Uh, all the different IPs that are involved with it now, and um, I believe Chris, there was uh, weren't they? Wasn't there a uh, World Series of Board Gaming um, a tournament? Yeah, uh, yeah. They had, we had the National Dang. Dice Throne Championships at, at WSBG last year. It yeah. was cool. We we got to live stream it. I got to see their picks because like in tournament, the tournament setting is really cool. You like you bring in three. Uh, three characters and then your opponent bans one so you're like okay here are the three characters i'm gonna play and then you ban one and you have to win with both of your characters that are left as well so it's like so people so people were trying to like out meta each other they're like yeah this one always gets banned so that's why i'm bringing this in so that they ban it so that i actually get to keep these two uh, and and play it that way so like that was that was really cool um I think I think Raina, you hit it hundred percent. It's a two player game. It's nothing. Yep. It's not any other thing other than a two player game. <laughs> it is a two player game, a hundred percent. But it is a great two player game for sure. Yeah, I, I got a confession. Yeah, the first time I played Dice Throne, I hated it. I hated it, and here's why. Really? Here's why. Because we played a, I think it was a five player battle royale game. Ah. I was like, There's no <laughs> way, and then. You know, I that scarred me for a couple of months. I came back to it as a two-player game. Loved it. I was like, okay, this is the way it should be. So, yeah, it's it's a fun, fun, fun game. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm I'm devastated because my girlfriend doesn't like Dice Run at all. And and honestly, it's grounds for grounds for separation. Have that go. come up in Fog of Love and see what happens. <laughs> I think it's irreconcilable. Personally. Yeah, the, the, the event card is your partner doesn't like your favorite board game. Yeah. What do you do? Yeah. <laughs> You leave them. That's what you do. You get gone. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right. Uh, cool. Happy so, Valentine's Day. Yeah, that, that's, that's exactly here on the R and R show. Uh, let's see what Richard's got for us uh, for our number one couples game. Take it away, Richard. Now what did? And so again, uh, let me give the little. Audio cue for Richard. That's where the audio video is going to go. Uh, Richard, for number one, chose Cascadia. Okay. Okay, nice. Great choice, Richard. I love Cascadia. Uh, again, another game that Michelle and I uh, absolutely adore, and it was one of my favorite games of 2023, I believe, or was it 2022? I, time has no meaning. Um, but I love. we love tile laying games, and this one is special. It's got that dual tile lane that I love. You know, you have your habitats and you have your animal tokens that you try to line up. There's different things. I just recently got into the Landmarks expansion and that one, uh, for people who are in the heavier games um, that think Cascadia is too light, definitely get that Landmarks expansion because it Mm. adds a few things that really crunch, make it a little more crunchy. Uh, But yeah, I love Cascadia. What about y'all? Thoughts about number one, Cascadia? I love Cascadia. I, I... We'll poke at Richard a little bit in that I don't know for two players that it is like such a, it's not a distinctive two player experience in my mind, hmm. but I do love Cascadia. It's, it's one of my favorite tiling games. It's one of my favorite little pick up and go games. Um, I played this when I went to um, Europe with my mom recently. We just, we took all the tokens in a little bag and we played it on the plane and it was just one of, it was just delightful. And yeah, Cascadia is great. I wouldn't necessarily call it, like a two-player definitive experience, but I know Richard only plays games like with his wife, so I can understand uh, where he's coming from with that. Totally. 
Yeah, fun fact. Um, Cascadia is one of the, I believe, seven games that has won both the Spiel and the BGG Golden Geek Game of the Year Award. Oh. oh. Yeah, and it's for That's good reason. Yeah. Um, it's it's definitely really great. And I think it's one of, when I think of Cascadia, I think of the other games um, that's also by the Flat Out and AEG duo, which is um, Calico and Verdant. Mm -hmm. And Cascadia remains my favorite out of the three. It's a great contemplative experience and, you know, they have different um, like scoring objectives. So the game doesn't get stale. You can really just keep going. Yep. And it's beautiful. What else can you ask for? I, I agree, yeah. Raven. That, I'm, so, I'm glad you brought that up. Like Calico, Verdant, those are terrific games. For whatever reason, Cal- Cascadia is the one that hits the hardest uh, with me. I, I just, I, I love how, um, you know, there's a reason why it won uh, those uh, those awards, right? It's just so easy to get to the table, yet there's enough strategy there to satisfy any gamer, I think. Yeah. I think for, for me, it's it's close. I think I like Verdant more. I think I'm okay. I, I Verdant just edges it. I haven't played Calico, uh, I, but um, mm. I played Cascadia and Verdant. Although the last game of Cascadia, it was at two players and it was really cooking. It was really cooking. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you're coming back now. I think it's also Verdant is is the game that um, my my girlfriend likes to likes to play the same game over and over again and i like to play a lot of different games but so that's the, her current one that she that she's been requesting as so we've been playing it a bunch recently awesome. so i've been enjoying it but yeah both that that whole i know calico is great because i've heard great things about it um i i like all of it's that it's crunchy calico yeah. calico is such a different experience from yeah. uh cascadia it's, totally totally yeah it's I, wild i mean i understand why people make the comparison between those two games all the time obviously but like yeah. they're such different experiences in my cool. mind so good yeah i don't yeah. know what i'm excited to try water it, but yeah. There, yeah. But yeah yeah they're creating some great games up in the pacific oh Northwest. my god yeah uh but yeah friends that's our uh, top 10 uh, the couples games be sure to click the links below to find the extended edition we're going to talk about a bunch more so is richard uh reyna i want to thank you on behalf of array and chris <laughs> and chris with the hearts i want to thank you so much for joining us my friend it's been great talking to you and learning about games and learning about you as well Thank you so much for having me. It's been really wonderful hanging out with you three and hope to do it in person sometime. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's do it for sure. Okay, uh, that's going to be it, folks. Thanks again for watching the R&R Show, episode 83. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. So long, see ya. Bye-bye. And hello, we're back. Yay, for we're the back. post-show. Yes. Uh, let me hit these things. Scott, sailing it. Thanks for the sub in, in the in the interim. Yes. I couldn't shout you out, but now we're shouting you out right now. Thank you, friend. Appreciate that. And uh, thanks to all of you who subscribed. Uh, Zenfer1, I saw earlier. Goblin, Felt Fan. Really appreciate your support. Again, now you can mm-hmm. enjoy this experience ad-free. And uh, you get all kinds of benefits as well. You get uh, discounts on Rado's merch. You get a special uh, playlist. All you have to do is whisper uh, Rado right now. Go whisper and say, hey, I'd like to see the special playlist. Uh, every month he puts together about 20 videos that are not available to the public. So you get exclusive access for that for the month. we got about five minutes. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play Richard's little video here. Um, and uh, we're just going to talk about some other games. Then we'll go around real quick and talk about the games that did not make the list. Let's go to Richard right now. What you got for us, Richard? Okay, post-show time. Um, I, what was I going to put on the list? I'm pretty sure my number one, uh, which would have been the number one on the list, and my number, what is my number five, I guess, or my number four? No, I think it'd be my number five, or maybe it's the number six. Regardless, uh, uh, what my number one would have been Cascadia, if somebody else has not already taken that yet. Uh, my thinking about this list was a couple of things. 
I wanted to make sure that I did. I, I kept two-player only games off the list because I was trying to come up with things that are really universal. Uh, because I mean, I, I don't know what the, a given couple I'm making a recommendation to likes, and Cascadia doesn't get much more universally appealing than that. Also, I didn't want to limit to only two players because, hey, if this is a new gamer couple, uh, they're going to want to start playing games with their friends. And if they're getting two-player only games, they can't play with their friends. So I stayed away from two-player only. I also, sadly, stayed away from co-ops, even though I think those are often the best because there are so many couples out there that um, often don't want to play co-op. I never understand that. Like uh, Starla of, of Our Family Plays Game, Mick and Starla, she famously does not like co-ops. Amy from Amy and Maggie generally stays away from co-ops. So I was trying to be as broadly, um, universally appealing as possible while still coming up with games that will work fantastically for a new gaming couple. And I don't think there's any better choice than Cascadia. That was high on my list. Some other ones I was thinking about, Nimalia probably would have been my other entry because I think it's fantastic too. Uh, so much fun to play. Uh, uh, introduction to a bunch of different mechanisms. I know Ruel is a big fan of it, just like me. Uh, Tiny Towns also would probably make my short list for the same reason I've just talked about. Uh, if I was putting co-ops, of course I'd put Pandemic on the list, or I'd put um, Roll Camera, I think would be a very, very high one as well. So anyway, uh, I gotta. We gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go. Uh, we gotta walk all the way down to those buildings over there, where people are uh, getting ready for the whale watching tour, even as we speak. So hope everybody had a good show, and uh, I'll go into a bit more detail about these things. Um, later on tonight so I can edit it in for the YouTube broadcast of this on Wednesday. But I just wanted to give you some idea of what I was thinking here in the post show. Okay, everybody. Talk to you later. So long. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you, Richard. Uh, much appreciated. Yeah. Um, as, as you saw, uh, Namalia and Cascadia, he talked about Tiny Towns. I love Tiny Towns. That mm. is such a great game. Um, yeah. I actually, I prefer that with a lot more players, but I can see how it would go for, for couples as well. Um, and yeah. Uh, yeah, that was so, so, so good. Um, yeah, I'm glad we got that that um, history of like why why he picked the game seated. So now I have to go back and retract my statement about saying Cascadia is <laughs> not a, a definitive two player game. Well, now that I know why with his criteria, it all makes sense now. So I retract my statement, making fun of Richard. I, uh, I but thought, I yeah, so go, go ahead, ahead, go ahead, right? Now I was just gonna make a joke, so it doesn't matter. You, <laughs> we, we don't have time for. Jokes. I was just gonna say I am fascinated by the Tiny Towns pick because I find Tiny Towns very aggressive with two people. I don't mm -hmm. know if other people play uh -huh. Tiny Towns the way that we 100%. play Tiny Towns, yeah. but the hate drafting that we do in Tiny Towns is disgusting. And when <laughs> it's just two players, there's only one person to hate draft. Yeah. And it is, I cannot play this game with my partner. We <laughs> very heavily lean into the, oh, you don't, oh, you don't like wheat? Oh, you're not, you're not building any houses that need wheat? Oh, let me just, let me just give you some wheat. Like we will flood each other with resources. That is how we play Tiny Towns. And when it's just two people, it's brutal. When it's more than that, you can kind of lose track of what other people are using and doing. But when it's locked in like that, yeesh, oh my goodness, it's, it's very aggressive in my household. That's true. <laughs> oh, I love that. Nice. Um, what about uh, game set? So we've got a few minutes. We're gonna get, get going. We're gonna raid another channel, folks. We're, we'll just go quickly here. Uh, Reyna, were there any other uh, couples games that you wanted to highlight that uh, didn't make this list, or? 
Yeah, I think one game that I'd love to highlight that I don't think is talked about very often is this game called War Chest. It's published by AEG. Oh, and yeah. it's very chess. It's like a bag building abstract strategy game. So you have these four different units and um, they all do different things. Some of them are range attacks. Some of them are, you know, just um, melee attack. And your goal is to control these different outposts around the board. So you're just maneuvering around the board, trying to destroy your opponent's units and get yours out there. Um, but you also throughout the game, you're going to build your bag so you see which units you want to really invest in. And so there's a luck aspect of like, what am I going to get on my next turn? But then you're really just trying to do as much as you can with it. And it's really great. It's a lot of fun. And there's a lot of different units that come with the base game. So what Phil and I like to do is we draft them at the beginning of the round. So at the beginning of the game, so we can really see what kind of synergies we build. Nice. Oh, great choice. I, it's been a while since I played War Chess. I, I need to play that again. I, I always, I don't know why I always forget about that game. It's fantastic. It's a great game. Call Reyna. Um, I want to highlight one real quick. Actually, two real quick. Um, and Chris, I'm taking this one away from you. I'm assuming you might have been on your list, but great couples games. Lost Cities from the good doctor, Dr. Ryder Kinesia. No? It wasn't on my list. Okay. It wasn't on my list. Okay. Okay. I knew it would be on yours. Yeah, yeah. I love Kinesia. <laughs> Got to throw one in there. The other one that I want to mention, I, awesome. I alluded to this, was a tile lane game called Project L. Project L is an mm. awesome, awesome tiling game, especially when you For add sure. the expansions. It adds like a currency and uh, some in-game goals. Love it so much. Uh, those are the choices that I would have gone for uh, couples games. Uh, Chris, Ray? Yeah, um, I had one that I also wanted to shout out was Unfair. That's one that I play a lot with okay. uh, with my girlfriend who nice. who really likes that confrontation. Yeah. Um, wait, no, no, she doesn't. No, she doesn't. I take it back. We we have to play with the with the rules that you can't target each other with your event cards. <laughs> but I still do it anyway um, because there are some there are some things where you just need to target each other, especially in a two player game. If you're playing with like the alien set, one of the blueprints gives you 99 points. It's very unfair, and so you need to be able to take that away from someone or. Else else you lose the game um but but again that's sort of that idea uh, which i talked about with barony that idea of the take that nature of some of these games i think works really really well at a two-player because then it, it is it, it it isn't as personal it's yeah. it's um you know you're either building yourself up or or putting your opponent down and and both are equally viable options so i i love unfair i think that's that's a great game a verdant it's, it's funny that cascadia came up because verdant was uh, was there just as again shout out to to my girlfriend and also wingspan we i, I try to think about the things that i play oh, yeah. i play with um with uh with renee and uh those, those uh, I, I was going to include those if i had more spots but uh, yeah. i didn't so they're here in the post show where yes. only the bravest of the brave dare venture <laughs> oh, very nice <laughs> thank you chris what about you ray anything that didn't make the list here yeah, I had a couple just in terms of just really good two-player games. Again, I went with um, like more couplesy. I really leaned into the couplesy thing, but if I'm just talking strictly favorite two-player games, I mean Wingspan Asia is fantastic. Mm. Targi is very good. I like yes. Odin's Raven, Hive, and then my favorite of my favorite all-time two-player games is Seven Wonders Duel. I will play that game all day, every day. I friggin' love Seven Wonders Duel. Okay. Um but yeah, again, didn't put it on my list because uh, my partner and I get very mean to each other in that game <laughs> as well. <laughs> so it's a little bit of a relationship breaking game. Uh, but yeah, those are all the other ones. If we're if we're expanding into other types of couples, uh, nice. those are some of my favorite two player games. Awesome, thank you for that, uh, folks. We're out of 
time right now. We're going to go raid another channel. Before we get going, though, um, I want to thank Raina again for taking time out of her busy day. Uh, folks, she is busy doing things at Panasaurus and elsewhere. Raina, again, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Uh, if there's anything you'd like to plug or say before you get going, uh, now is the time to do it. Yeah, thank you again for having me. I think it was really fun to talk with you all about um, two-player games. Um, for those of y'all who don't know me, my name is Raina. I make uh, TikTok content at One Minute Board Games, and I also do full-time marketing work for Pandasaurus. So I'm just happy to be here. If you're going to be at Gamma or Gen Con, or if you're in Southern California, you're going to be at OrcCon this weekend, um, come and say hi. And I hope y'all have a great Valentine's Day and a great week of gaming. Nice. Thank you, Raina. And uh, Chris and Ray, any final thoughts before we raid someone? Ray? <laughs> is that your final thought? <laughs> um, my th- my yeah. final thoughts are always about Ray. It's, it, this is a confession. <laughs> uh, it's Valentine. Oh, it's Valentine's Day. I got to get this off my chest. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll cut. We'll cut. We'll raid right here. It'll be a oh, to be continued. Oh, no. It'll be a to be continued. <laughs> um, real quick rapid fire stuff for me. Uh, I work for the op. You can find me over on the op social medias doing stuff with their games. Uh, and I also have my own Twitch channel where I stream every Sunday. We play retro games right now. I'm playing the single most cursed entry in all of the Sims franchise, which is the console port of the Sims 2. We're playing the story mode and having a very chaotic time. And then in between games of that, I'm also playing for the very first time Castlevania Symphony of the Night with my good friend Jamie Daggers. It's one of her favorite games of all time. So she is holding my hand through that experience. So come hang out with me um, afternoon Eastern times on Sundays. Nice. And you've you've already heard my final thoughts. That's <laughs> right. That's right. You know what? If, if there's a bit, I've got to lean into it. Yes. Um, that's what God has to happen. It's, it's, I it was, respect it. It was the law that was passed down to me by my forefathers, <laughs> and if I break it, I get cursed by a demon. Um, yeah, come go, go check me out on YouTube, Ruin Board. Go to the World Series of Board Gaming because it's a friendly, fun place, and I work there and I work hard to make it so. And if it stops being friendly, I'll quit. There it is, folks. You heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Chris. And uh, thank you, friends, for hanging out with us today. Uh, We're going to raid the Tabletop Live Network. They're talking about uh, games that they just played last month as their uh, monthly recap. I want to thank again everyone here. Thanks to Richard. Be safe out there. And, folks, be kind to each other. Be kind to yourselves. And have a great week of gaming. We'll see you back here on the R&R Show soon, real soon. All right. Take care. So long. Bye-bye. The raid has started. And um, let's see if we are getting there. Boom, 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 boom. And did we raid? That's the question. I think we did. did we? I'm sorry. Goblin is saying that he thinks Rado worked on The Sims. <laughs> <laughs>